Hey everyone. Um, in this episode, I speak to Tommy. Um, I won't talk about it too much because you just listen to it. But we agreed that it'd be a good idea to um, put a disclaimer at the start of this episode because we talk about mental health um, in in pretty serious depth, our own personal experiences and mental health in general. So just just a warning for anyone that might be. Um, you know, going through some stuff or have been through stuff. I, I don't. Last thing I want is this to trigger any thoughts. But just um, handle with care. And the the lifeline number for anyone that is going through anything is um one three double one one four. And um, yeah. And just with, just because I know Tommy will listen to this. Just a big thanks to him. Uh, I'm so proud of him and everything that he's he's gone through and overcome and the person he is today and I'm very grateful for our friendship so thanks Tommy and um, enjoy everyone about to listen I could just talk forever Hello friends let me introduce you to a guy that I know from school his name is Tommy Carroll his name is Tommy Carroll Hope you enjoy the show Us with stories, let's fucking go Tommy! Hey! Uh, welcome back everyone to another episode of uh, Aussies with Stories Today I'm with a, a long time friend um, go by back One of my school friends As the song suggested um, Yeah I've known Tommy from school You know you have those friends from school Where um, Where you're You're close with And then You know a lot of people have ones That they just kind of Never talk to again But everyone's got a couple of friends That just stick And for some reason You stay in contact And that's what me and Tommy have done So he's a big fan of the show And he's coming today To Talk to me About uh, well, we'll see where it goes. But welcome to the show, Tommy Carroll. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, a little bit disappointed. I think Chock song is far better than mine. <laughs> no, nah, that was cool. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That was good as. <laughs> Maybe come closer to the mic. Uh, yeah, disagree. Yeah. Anyway, Tommy. So as I just tried to uh, go off the cuff with that uh, intro, let's talk about our relationship. Let's do it. How we know each other. What your your early memories are of me and what mine are of yours. Oh, go on, go on first. You can go first. Uh, you can don't worry about you don't beat around the bush either. Yeah, no, you scared me a lot until the day you asked me if I wanted to play footy. Yeah, about um, year nine. Well, I was a year level higher. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, around then, well, fifteen. Yeah. Um, could kick a footy on the bus bay and. Uh, yeah, you went bad. Yeah, so that was you're right. That was it. We uh, we started playing footy and yeah, got pretty close pretty quick. Yeah, nice. Yeah, my uh, memories of you were just this skinny little kid with fucking dreadlocks. Always oh, good. Had, always had a basketball in hand, and I'm pretty sure you had braces for a good ten years. Everyone knows those kids that just had braces forever, and you were one of them. Three and a half. Three and a half years. Three and a half years. Nice. And uh, funny story, I. Uh, Got the braces off and had a plate that I had to wear and um, 
didn't wear it for a week, and that was it. <laughs> what? They're just three and a half years done. <laughs> three and a half years done. <laughs> the parents spent all that money on the braces, and uh, yeah, yeah, the the plate the plate went missing for a week. I found it, and it didn't fit anymore. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I actually, I had braces for two years, as you can tell by <laughs> these teeth. But yeah, um, my I dog chewed my plate, my retainer, whatever the fuck they are. Yeah. So same thing happened to me. But oh well. You just got to have your teeth as God intended. Yes, a crooked smile, yeah. J Cole. Um, yeah, so one of one of the things that we do do remember from school is, which is actually funny how it works that um, another another shout out gets mentioned every show gets mentioned more than Jay Reagan actually is is our is our mate Jai, our mutual friend. But um, we you were the first person that kind of introduced me to to mental health, depression, whatever you want to call it. Who cares? And um, me and Jai, which is actually funny how it works, how we've, um, not to talk about his, but to talk about mine, later on going through my own trouble, kind of was that ignorance is bliss, 15, 16-year-old, where we, me and Jai, our way of dealing it with you, and which in a weird way brought us closer together, as well as playing footy together, was um, to joke, to joke about your... It was your fun. shit. Yeah. yeah. So what are yeah. what are some of your memories of that? Um, I remember I'd taken a bit of time off school, and yeah. uh, you guys were sort of handing me, "Hey, we, we need you getting back." Um, I, I was copping a lot of messages. Where are you? Where are you? Where are? And I came back and said, "I'll fill you in on what's been going on." And I waited until we had sport and rec, and that was all. Where all of our boys, the boys were sort of together. Yeah. And I didn't want it to be recess or lunch because that was down ball time. Yeah. And um, yeah, I sat you down and just said, hey guys, I'm going through a hard time. Um, I'd been diagnosed a fair while before that with depression, I think. Um, and yeah, so I sat you down and said that. And I said, any, any questions? It was as simple as that. I'm going through a rough time. Been to the doctor. So this is this is after because you got like we said before you got the best memory ever. Yep. And I probably got the worst memory ever. So how long how long were you off school? We'll talk about your full story before, but we'll, before we go further than that, we'll talk about how we joked about it and it's kind of like how we, as your friends, me and Jai in particular, dealt with it. How long were you off school before you told us um, about this? I'd probably spent maybe. I want to say two weeks, not there. It was okay. enough time where, like, you know, you see someone not come off the school bus and you're like, ah, oh, they're faking a sickie. Yeah, exactly, All of a sudden yeah. it's like, yeah, I, I wasn't there, I wasn't there, I wasn't yeah. there, I wasn't there, I wasn't there. And, um, yeah, so I, I'd say probably two weeks and then I was starting to get a lot of text messages and phone calls saying, where are you? You know, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, and I didn't know how to say it. I was like, shit, I, I don't want to go over my story a um, hundred times. Yeah. So, yeah, I sat you guys down to, to have that chat with you and um, I remember at the end I, I thought I'd done a pretty good job and just said, look, any questions, shoot away. Um, and I can remember thinking that it was a bit real seeing all these boys that were were really tough and they were genuinely upset. Yeah. And then you ask, are we allowed to joke about it? <laughs> Which... Um, I didn't have an answer for because I didn't even know if I could joke about it. But yeah. I said, uh, maybe not yet. Um, and then... And I spoke about before, the reason 
I can't really remember that, but I do remember joking about it. But that was just from a family thing. That's just how we dealt with everything. Like yeah. there was not one thing off limits that you could joke about. Like I remember even fucking getting in trouble in grade six because um, I'd shaved my head and walked. Mum thinks this is a funny story ever. It just goes to show our family's humour. But yeah, I'd shaved my head and I'd gone to school and this teacher who just we just did not get along. I'm not going to say her name, but. Miss Gibson. <laughs> Another first name anyway. And she go out in front of the whole class, you know, you can line up and she's like, oh, Royal, you shaved your head. And I probably didn't even know what it was. I don't even know how I even knew anything. But um, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've, I got diagnosed with leukaemia. Oh. And she, and she like, didn't know it was a joke or not. And I'm like, oh, I'm just joking and got in trouble. So that's just probably an insight of when you told me that. Mm. Um. Yeah, well, that, that, that sort of went with um, with the first joke that you went with. Um, do you want me to go there? Yeah, you can go. There. So I'm a fucking guy. you. Uh, you came with me. You came to me. Um, you, as I've we said this sort of before. The thing that I, I admired is you processed everything, and a couple of days later, you asked a question, which is what I asked for. I, I didn't want anybody to be um, scared yeah. because I was trying to be up front. I wanted everyone else to be up front. And you came to me and said, have you ever thought about committing suicide? And I said, oh, I sort of have tried. Um, and you said, well, you serious? What happened? And I said, well, there was one night where I um, couldn't get to sleep and I'd, uh, I'd, for some crazy reason, I thought that Nurofen helped put you to sleep. And I'd gone out, we had this bottle in the, in the pantry and I... Started to take one, and I took another, and I took another, and I took another. I don't, I don't know how many I took. Um, and someone came out, and my brother and my mum came out. What are you doing? I'm like, oh, I've got a headache. Um, later on that night, I, I went into my mum crying, saying I've, I've fucked up. Um, but, yeah, I filled you in on that story. Um, bit of regret with that now because, uh, yeah, later in the afternoon, I got you out in down ball, and you said, we should have finished off the bottle. <laughs> so it wasn't... Uh, can laugh about it. Oh, well, look, laughed about it at the time because it was the way that we, we got along. And, and we also took down more really serious. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, but it does, as me now, it makes me fucking cringe. But, like, we're still mates now and that was just, I don't know, it was just the way we dealt with it and that's what it brought was, us closer yeah. together. And, but a, a little bit of that is that I wasn't looking for any of my, of you guys to be... Um, trying to counsel me or anything. I, mm. I was happy with the relationships that we had, which was banter all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it might have been a little bit excessive. Yeah, that, yeah. but you've got to find the line somewhere. Yeah. But when you're in Duns and I'm like pretty <laughs> exactly. good forehand, yeah. it's, uh, it makes it tough. But um, no, nah, so looking back now, um, at the age of 15, like I think about some 15-year-olds that I know, and if they were to come forward with that sort of stuff and talk about it, I'd, I would be so proud of them. So, mm. like, looking back, um, thinking how, like, I was, I was super anxious telling you guys, but how my my best mates at the time handled everything was, um, no, it was more than you could ask for. Yeah. And just before we move on from the joking mm. and probably to make my younger self not look so bad, but you don't really want... Like even going through stuff myself, you don't want people with those sorry eyes to be, to treat you like there's something wrong with you because you're just like, all right, 
And you also, what people don't get is when you're depressed or whatever, you're not depressed 24-7. It might be like one day every third or one hour every four hours. And for the rest of it, you're with everyone else. Yeah. So if you're constantly being reminded that you're, oh, no, like we can joke and we joked about everything. So yeah, that was no, another was reason why. off limit. So not always. even Tommy's yeah. off limits. Yeah. Same as <laughs> one of Jai's funniest stories. Um, <laughs> remember when I rocked up to school and went to show you the cut on my leg? <laughs> anyway, so I'm at school and I was, as a younger boy, I was always same as like, probably couldn't take it as good as I could give it. And I went to show a cut or a bruise on my leg and... Girlfriend out at the time, I must have been in her house and had no socks. And I was wearing the socks with the frills on it. Yeah. <laughs> so in front of all the boys, I went to show a cut on my leg, pulled up my pants, had the frilly socks. So you could even joke about my frilly socks as well as I could joke about your yeah. suicide attempt. So we're even. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that'll do. That'll do. Oh, but look, gosh, I, I don't, I don't even... I'm myself a big hole. So, sorry. I, like, looking back now, I don't even like calling that an attempt because it was sort of like a... Um, Let's see how we go. Yeah. Can, can we get to sleep? Can we wake up? It was. It can was, I get rid of this headache? Well, there wasn't a headache. It was. It was <laughs> Not anymore. No, no, exactly. There wasn't one there. So it was. It was more of a, a risk taking thing that that was obviously stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so that's okay. So we spoke about that now. Relationship, how we've dealt with it. Probably just maybe set the tone as we talk about it. Our relationship, in case there is any more jokes. In the next hour and a half, the people are not like, "Well, you can't say that," because I've been saying it for ten years. So well, fuck off. Well, yeah, the, the the best way of talking about it was when I was talking to my lovely partner Sarah about coming in here, and um, about the people that might listen and the the jokes that might get talked about. And she said to me, um, "Oh, like you might have to, mm. knowing that I don't have much of a filter." Yeah, and I said, "Well, I used to have a really, really strong filter yeah. before I was friends with." Uh, Riley and Jai. So nothing has ever been off limits. Oh, nice. Um, Pepsi Max. And, yeah, and it, it's, it's always been how, how we've gotten through stuff. And even now, um, we don't see a whole lot of each other. Yeah. Um, there'll be a few text messages that are traded and they're semi-serious and then there's probably majority of them that are um, jokingly or, yeah. or inappropriate jokes anyway. And... That's exactly what I ask. Yeah, well, pretty much. Yeah. And that's also our relationship. So it's not going to. Yeah. Yeah. You might have other relationship where that's not acceptable or whatever. But and not to advocate you to go make a joke of. No. Just it's just the our relationship, and we're just trying to tell you that. So don't go out and my, start making jokes. My big jokes. thing is if if you're if you are a genuine friend to someone, continue to be the genuine friend. Yeah. However it is. Or, not looking for sympathy, looking for a little bit of understanding at times. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, c- continue to be that person. Yeah. And as a kid, that's how, like, it's not easy to hear one of your best mates come and tell you that all that stuff. So it was also, a, you know, a, a survival mechanism for us too to be like, well, fuck, I don't know yeah. how to deal with this. And- well, well, having said that, like, I've, I've told that story, but another one that I had um, – I'm going to assume you were involved in this. Yeah, but, make me sound good. You <laughs> might not have been. I know Joel was the main one. So um, I think I used to get picked up early from school on a Friday when I was when I was really struggling, and because our timetable used to change every second week. So this one week we had 
I missed out on Sport and Rec, which was the, the class we had with all the guys. And we had theory, and for some reason we were in a music room. Yeah. I wasn't there, obviously. I was at home. Um, I'd been picked up. I'm laying on the couch watching TV, and my phone rings. I pick it up. I'm like, oh, I'm not fucking answering this. Put it down. Phone rings again. Not answering this. Put it down. And what was going on through my head is every single person was calling me off their phone that time I'm thinking, shit, someone's been bashed at school. Like yeah. something crazy's happened. So I answer. And it's Jai saying, about fucking time you answered, listen to this. And everybody in our group had gathered around a keyboard and learnt to play the start of Runaway by yeah, Kanye. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I'm, I'm sitting there having to listen to ding, ding, <laughs> ding. Anyway, at the end of it, when it finally finished, I could hear the room erupt. And yeah, all right, good on you boys, hung up. And my smile that the rest of that day, the fact that um, eight, nine, ten people, however many there were in our group, had to take that time out of their day to ring me, to include me, that um, we could play (laughs) Runaway on a a keyboard, which isn't that, um, it's no Beethoven. Yeah, well, it's close. It's better. Is it? (laughs) Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think things like that, like, uh, we've, Reason being is that um, he's made fun of me a little bit, but the the inclusion that was the thing that 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 was huge at that time. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So that's that's our relationship. Let's actually go because this this obviously chat our relationship. As I said, fucking hundred times. Um, over the years, as I've been based a lot around mental health, and obviously, so is your life, and we'll get into that. So. Going back to the very start, when was the first time where where you kind of just had the realisation where it's like I'm, I haven't got the same default emotions as everyone else or why does this seem so hard or I need, mm. I need, I need to see someone because I've got a problem? Um, I would have been maybe 13 or 14, but looking back now, there, there was times well before then. Yeah. Well before then, like... I, I couldn't sleep at a friend's house. There were multiple times where um, I'd go for a sleepover. I'd have to wake my friend up who would wake his mum up at 3am so that my brother could come, my mum could pick me up to take me home because what I thought was homesick. And um, I did that too. Did you? I didn't even think, I didn't even relate that. So I, I would be sitting up in the middle of the night that, like just watching that clock tick over and I'm like, why can't I sleep? Like, just go to sleep. It's and, okay. And did you feel you were missing... There was, like, stuff going on at home that you you were missing out on? Like, the, you wanted... Nah, nah, you just you're wanted, fucking weird. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> nah, well, look, not not to that extent. Yeah. But there was, there was a definite uncomfortable, and then I would feel it in my chest and in my stomach. Yeah. Um, I had one night where I was, I was sleeping over at a friend's house, and I woke up in the middle of the night. I'd gone to sleep. I need to go to the toilet. And I'm thinking, geez, do I need to flush the toilet? Like, do they flush it or do they not <laughs> flush it at night? Like, in case it wakes people up. So I'm sitting up awake at night, waiting for somebody to go to the toilet to test whether I, sh- um. when I go to the toilet afterwards. And then, um, like, that that was just complete anxiety. Like, yeah, it, just in When we yeah. talk about now, how stupid is it to, yeah. to be thinking like that? Yeah, well, that's... And then I had a, a sleepover at the same friend's house. And the only reason that I stayed over is because we agreed to have an all-nighter. The thing that went through my head was to know that we didn't have to go to bed. We're going to stay up. We're going to stay up. And, like, this was – 
I can remember it clearly. It was two days before I started U7. Yeah. So it would have been 11, 12, I don't know. But Stay up all night? Yeah. The boys. Yeah, the way, there was a few trying to go to sleep, and the way that I sort of tricked him into it is... Um, you fucked him. Exactly. <laughs> nah, his, his older brother didn't really know much basketball, so we stayed up and watched a replay of an NBL game, and I could tell him which players were which and, and go Fuck. through it, but... I was petrified. Like my best mate lived two doors down, and I couldn't sleep at his house. An NBL game would have put everyone to sleep. Would have back then. <laughs> would have. Would have. Um, so yeah, that's probably my. I, I had another one where, or even earlier, grade. I would have been grade five at school. Um, I don't even know the outcome to this, but there was one day at school where I just decided I couldn't eat my lunch. Yeah. Um, or you would eat your lunch inside and then go out to, to play afterwards. And I couldn't eat my sandwich. Yeah. I was, I was, I'd put it up to my mouth and couldn't hold it there. And so... Just through anxiety or...? Anxi- 100%. 100%. Well, now I know it is. Back there, I had no idea what was going on. And, yeah. like, um, it's a conversation that I probably haven't even had um, with my mum to know if there was a diagnosis or something there. But we went through a long time where I didn't even pack a lunch. I went to school... Wouldn't eat the whole day. Would get home and like scoff my face. Yeah. And then there was some sort of medicine I was taking for it. I don't even know what it was, but it, it was it tastes like garbage. So every lunchtime I'd be sitting there staring at my sandwich and being like, I have to eat. I have to eat because yeah. I don't want that medicine. And I ended up my lunch for nearly the ho- like second half of grade five was just um, complete dry saladas. I'd have nothing else. <laughs> just glad it was a riveting, riveting lunchtime. So, looking back, that was it. But um, there was there was a diagnosis. But before you go from there, yeah. I, I don't know what the best way of doing this is going to be. Is whether you tell your story and then I go. But I think as you say things, I'm just going to do go s- do stuff that I've done as well. Yep. So I've it's your me- podcast, mate. No, but I'm just. Want. I don't want to cut you off or do anything, but. Like, I'm learning things as you talk mm. because whatever. Um, so with the sleepovers, same thing. Even at my cousin's house, I'd have to, I mean, yeah, tell my uncle, mum's got to come pick me up because I just need to go home. And I, I've never even thought about that since. And then from probably forever, my mm. whole school, I couldn't eat the food. And tried saladas. I used to have yogos for... Not nothing on the saladas. Just have them dry your sweet. Yeah. So, and I, I always just... I never even mm. thought about that again. And that's funny. I don't know my mum listened to this or whatever. And But I used to I used to pack sandwiches and I just, I just couldn't eat them. But the, for me, I thought there was something with the taste. Like, I don't know what it was. Um, and then I used to just chuck them in my, like, drawer. And then... <laughs> Yeah, so, and then once mum was cleaning out the thing and found like 55 mouldy Your mum has found <laughs> some good things on yeah, the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I never even, I never, because I've pieced, like, um, I look back and realise anxiety and stuff, but I've never thought about them too. What I've thought about is um, it would be literally like not even Christmas yet and I would not be able to go to sleep because I'm thinking about going back to school and I'd lose sleep as a 10-year-old. Dreading going back to school. And I look back now and be like, you weren't dreading going back to school, you just had a bit of anxiety or whatever, or a lot, who knows. But, yeah, I've never thought about the lunches or the sleepovers, and, yeah, I'm exactly the same. Mm. Yeah. A little bit, bit of mine was probably because I pissed the bed since I was 18, but... <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? 
No. Oh. No, it, it was it was late. Yeah. Late, yeah. Yeah, like 17. <laughs> yeah, well, nothing wrong No, nah, but um, I, I, I couldn't have a sleepover. Yeah. I would go to... My friends would have sleepovers where there would be five or six friends there. Yeah. I would go there and get picked up at midnight. Yeah, so just it, another bed time. Just another form of anxiety, really. Without yeah. even knowing, we called it homesick. Yeah, but yeah, I, I didn't go in year seven camp. Yeah, the, the camp you go on at the start of the year to um, to meet your new friends. I didn't go on it. Did you have trouble going back to school, like a a, bit. after the Christmas holidays and a stuff? A little bit. I I can remember. Um, I would have. I reckon it was year seven. And I'd made new friends yep. and liked my friends. And it would have been like the second or third day and I, I, I couldn't go to class. Like yeah. My chest was going nuts. I go to the office saying that I'm sick. They call my mum. She comes up. She's like, you can't come home. Like, you've got to do this, Tom. You've got to do this. Yeah. And there were two people that were like the two students who were like the couriers. were probably year nine or year ten. And they take me to my locker. And I'm turning the the thing on the lock. Yeah. What do you call that? The, A lock. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, I'm turning it to open my locker, and my chest, like dead set, felt like I had a heart attack. Yeah, it, it was crazy, and I've like crouched down. Anyway, I go back. They take me to the office. I see my mum. I calm down a little bit. I end up going home. Up until like year ten, them same two students got stuck into me about that. I was called the heart attack kid. Oh, really? And that'll stick. I used to. Th- <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like good, good name. I I used to think like. Wasn't a heart attack. Like I was genuinely sick that day. I thought I'd gashed it. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, but now, just anxiety. It was yeah, a big part of it. Yeah, it was it's like I, a little panic attack. I dead set thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah, which an actual panic attack. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, exactly. So um, they they were early signs that um, I don't know about until now that I'm mm. a lot more educated about it. Yeah, I, I thought I was just. Um, well, I genuinely thought I was sick that day, but yeah. I, at the same time, I was like, "Well, if I'm not sick, maybe I'm I'm just being a sook." Yeah, mm. yeah, which is fucking a common diagnosis yeah. in fucking I don't know about other countries, but Australia, especially as a a young boy, so being a sook. Yeah, don't cry. Yeah, come, mate, toughen up. Fucking anxious, dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the the thing that I've I've always been um, lucky with is how good my mum and dad have been. Yeah, like, uh, I they were separated before I can remember. Yeah, but have always backed each other up, but backed up the best thing for me. Yeah. Um. So like that day, mum was trying so hard. She didn't leave the school. I went and had some time out in the first aid room. Um, this is the day you try to open the lock and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, "No, nah, you're going back to class." You, you like her thing was is I, I imagine I haven't really spoken a bit of it since the day it happened, but yep. is toughen up and do it. Like, do it today. It's easier tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't end up doing it that day. Exposure therapy. Is that what yeah. you call it? Is it? Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> but no, nah, it's um, I. I I ended up seeing back to your question, which was yeah, yeah, I first realised. Yeah. So I went, Mum. I, I was I was in a bad way. Oh, I was at high school, year eight or year nine. Yeah. Um, nothing was giving me any joy. I was, I was starting to become a shit kid too. I, I think. Yeah. Um, I went and seen who I think. I probably should have just checked this, asked Mum about this before I came in, but no, I think it was my paediatrician. 
I think it was my um I looked at your feet. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's all right. Um no, nah, he's he's big with dinosaurs. Um no, nah, he uh we went and seen him and I would spend a couple of hours in yeah. his office and he would just go through everything that was going on with my life. He played a counsellor. Yeah, so why why did you go see him in the first place? Um I don't know. Like I, I can't remember how we got there, but I remember walking in the door and, yeah. and seeing him for the. Well, it, it wasn't the first time, but it was the first time. Yeah. Um, but I must have been struggling. Mum must have. I might have said something to her, yeah. or someone said something. To her. And um, I went in to see him, and we would spend hours in there, like so long that we would leave. We would be the first appointment, so I could still get to school. But I would spend so much time in there that. The waiting room was just out the door almost. Oh, really? He, he would go over that that amount. What, so you'd go there at 8 o'clock in the morning or something? Close to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the first day I remember, I, I can remember this part clearly, is I walked out and so we... So he was obviously good for you, the guy? Great guy. Yeah. And it was my first experience of just letting everything out Yeah. and, and not, not being judged. Um, not that anyone judged me, everyone was on my side. But yeah, but even having someone ask the right questions. Exactly, yeah. but it was a non-bias. And we went out to, um, we walked out to the car when this was the first day I can remember. I, I must have been year seven or eight and um, mum said to me, like, how are you feeling? And I just broke down crying. I said, I don't feel any better. Yeah. Like my, my, my um, what I thought therapy was, which is what I thought I was, I was having, was... You go in, you walk out, you're better. Yeah, yeah. Um, which which I wasn't. And then he he ended up... Um, so you felt like it was therapy with a paediatrician? Yeah. 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 I, I, I genuinely thought he was a counsellor. Yeah. Um, he referred me on to a, to a psychiatrist, which I went in and seen, and he was one of the worst humans I've ever come across. He was, like, so rude and arrogant, and we sat in there and... Say originally, was that before the paediatrician? Right. No, no, no. The pediatrician referred oh, okay. me to the yeah. psychiatrist, and I'm um, I'm sitting there, and he's trying to talk about all this medication. He answers a call. He answers a, a he's mobile, which yeah. not an iPhone back then. It was it, it was random to to get a call on yeah. your on your mobile. He answers it, and he's talking to. I could work out enough that it was a patient, but you could see him rolling his eyes and everything. Uh, and I'm, I'm sitting there going, "You jerk! Like, how am I yeah, meant to? Yeah. How am I meant to trust meant you?" To trust, yeah. Um, so you, yeah, you felt judgment from this bloke, exactly. As a 14, 15 year and, old, oh, younger, younger, I reckon. Can yeah. you can you remember the like emotions? Yeah, yeah. Like of what? Yep. Can you with with him? Can you try and not even him, but like to to get to him as a fourteen um, year old? Because like you. You say quickly now, as a 27-year-old, look at 14-year-olds and just think, they haven't got a worry in the world, they're just watching yeah. SpongeBob and playing basketball. Yeah. But you, f- you just, yeah, you quickly, f- like probably 50-year-olds look at us me, us at 27 and go, oh, they haven't got a worry in the world. Yeah. But they still have these emotions. So can you, as a... It's a good can question. Can you go back as a 14-year-old and remember how you felt? I, I can remember nothing was cheering me up. Yeah. Um. So, like, I played basketball a lot, and even that, like, I wasn't going outside. Um, I spent my whole – and maybe a little bit of it was going from childhood to teenager. Like, yeah. I'd spend all the – heaps of time on the on the trampoline thing, and I was John Cena. Yeah. And 
that dried up because I, I wanted to grow up a little bit. But and how um, did you? How did you not know it wasn't normal? I, I don't think I did. I so think, it was I maybe think, your mum thought. I think yeah, just mum, dad. I don't know if my teachers or someone had said something to her. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that, but yeah, it definitely wasn't right. Yeah. Um, my feelings though, I felt so comfortable with that pediatrician. I can remember thinking, um, he cares. Yeah. And he he showed uh, empathy. Yeah. Not necessarily sympathy. He was he was yeah he was really good and yeah. Um, but I remember this psychiatrist. I fucking hated him. So it was a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist. Yeah. yeah. I, I could. The the room the building is gone now. It's where North Park is, and yeah. I could nearly walk you into the exact same room um, and lay out everything. I, I I could not stand him. Yeah. Um, but he was really convenient to to speak to because he's in the same building as my pediatrician. So I could that yeah. I'll call yeah, him my yeah. counselor because that's that's the role he was playing. But yeah. we could see both in the same day, and yeah. then we we could shoot off. But I. I've probably only seen him maybe two or three times. And there was one time where I turned to my mum and went to stand up and she grabbed my arm and sort of said, no, no, no. Oh, so she's, she's in with you? Yeah. I, I don't think she was in the whole time. Yeah. But there was definitely one time she was in there where I got really pissed off with him. Yeah. And do you know if she had the same judgment as you? Where... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, if not more. But our H- thing how was... How many sessions lasted this guy last? No, nah, not not more than five. Yeah. Definitely not more than five. We... Um, we came up with a plan with the because I told the pediatrician about it and said um, hate him, don't want to speak to him, um, and he said, look, his whole role is to provide medication. I can't do that. Yeah, let's just use him. Almost Hence a psychiatrist instead of a psychologist. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but at that time, at that time, I was seeing there was a uh, the the chaplain at school. So mm-hmm. who who also played the role as a as a um, counselor almost. Yep. I really got along with him. Yep. I liked talking. Um, at times I didn't like it because I felt like I was repeating the same story. But yeah, they were there was supports there definitely. Um, but I couldn't uh, break the funk. I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you couldn't find that hope. Well, you couldn't find an answer. Well, I, I was always a little bit optimistic that tomorrow will turn around. Yeah. Yeah, it could, because there was plenty happening. Like, I'm seeing this psychiatrist, I'm I'm starting on meds, I'm, I'm seeing these people, they're, they're providing me with hope, but it just wasn't happening. Yeah, if you, yeah. Were, if you were a father now mm. and your 13, 14-year-old kid was literally you, yeah. what avenue would you take? Um, I've been asked a few times, like if you could go back and change something, what yeah, would you change? Yeah. Um, so I'll use the sort of same answer I give you that is I just wish I had a little bit more understanding. Your yourself. Yep. 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 Um, like. And what? What didn't you understand? Well, you get told you diagnosed with depression. You say it, grouse. Yeah. Like, what does that do for me? Yeah. How can I break it? What are some strategies that I can do? And I, I didn't know that. Um, you and I have spoken a little bit about meditation. I always thought that meditation was sitting on a rock with your legs crossed. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that's exactly. it. That's um, and I still thought that until not long ago. Or didn't think that, but I wasn't super optimistic about it until not long ago. Yeah. So, um, 
to answer your question, I would be trying to promote that that hope. Yeah. I'd be trying to let them know that um, there's just more out there. A, a little bit, because yeah. and the stigma hurts it a little bit yeah. as well. In, in the fact that um, I felt I felt guilty. I felt like I'd done something wrong. Yeah. In a way. Um, yeah. Well, like it's easy to hear that, and and anyone be like, "It's not your fault, Tom." Whatever, but. Being a say you're 13 at this stage, mm. and you're seeing your mum take the morning off work, and they're paying for this, and it's like, oh, I'm not going to school. Like all my friends who just rock up, and every time I see them, they're laughing, kicking the footy. Uh, Dad's got to come across and pick me up because I'm seeing this person. Mm. They're talking to the doctors and they're crying because oh, I don't know what what to do, what's next. Yeah, like as a as a 13 year old seeing that, and people be like Tom, it's not your fault. Like anyone's going to be like, yeah, I know. I can't, I can't help it, but if, if I was different, this wouldn't be happening. So I completely understand as much as anyone, it's not their fault, but the personal like weight and guilt is still a thing no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think this gets talked about a lot. Um, are you at all familiar with Brene Brown? No. She talks a lot about shame and guilt and how that's bigger than... The, the, the actual thing, like yeah. That's, that's the whole stigma, yeah. pretty much. Um, I don't want to quote her because I'll get it wrong, but, like, people with um, who have been, like, sexual assault victims or whatever like that, yeah. uh, it's more the shame of it. Yeah, thinking yeah. It's, and it's just not. Like, the shame and guilt. And that was the big thing that I found um, crushed me is because, like, I almost wanted someone to blame. Yeah. I, I really did. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, it's your fault. You're, you're feeling, and it's not. But that's what you what your head tells you a little bit. So, yeah. a kid going through high school, which can be hard enough as it is, mm-hmm. um, to go through with with them sort of thoughts, yeah, it, it makes it makes it pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that first, so you're seeing someone, and then, so the first time, as we spoke about earlier, we had took two weeks off school. Yep. Is that the first time it's affected your schooling? Uh, look, it, it, it affected my schooling back in year seven or year eight yep. when I was speaking to this guy. But it was the first time it affected my schooling when it was like, shit, maybe school's not the thing for me. Yeah, or school's not the most – school's um, not at the top of the list right now. That's just focused on this. Well, that's not how I was thinking. Yeah, um, It was like – Shit, school's not it. Oh, let's, so maybe I'll never go back to school again. Let's never go back to school. Well, what are we going to do? Let's, um, here's an idea. How about we just sit in our room with the lights off yeah. all day? That, that sounds like a good one. Yeah. Like, that's that's what was going through my head. Yeah. And anyone who listens to this will understand that's not <laughs> that's not a, a good thing. But, yeah, but anyone, um, and other people who have been through that can understand exactly what that feels like yeah, too. Yeah, I've said this to... And sometimes that is... Like, there's a lot of people that would be like, you just got to get up. Like, some days you do just need to, like, forfeit and be like, all right, brain, you win this round. We're going to do this today, but tomorrow we're up. Yeah. And then, or whether it be next week, we're up. So, well, Dane Beams has has the quote on his clothing line now that he's trying to, which I think is a really good one, which is beat the morning, beat the day. Yeah. And that, for me, that's a huge part. No, I can. Yeah, same. Talking about that, I can remember you saying this to me. 
when you were asking me about when I told you guys that I was battling depression at the time, which was, um, do you find the morning the hardest? And for me, it was no. It was the night time. Yeah. Um, now I look at it and I'm like, it, it probably was the morning. Yeah. Um, but it was a battle I could win. Yeah. Often, it, yeah. it, it was one that I, I could. Um, I could get up. I could, you know, have some brekkie. The, the family that would pick me up, take me to the bus stop. I could do that. But it's, um, yeah, I, I think that's that's a huge one. Yeah. You beat the morning, beat the day. Yeah. So for me, with that is, um. At, at at the worst times, at normal times, it's kind of like you can have a bit more leeway, which you probably shouldn't because you should always, I don't know, kind of keep some kind of routine. Fuck that was. <laughs> um, Ralph. Is that the nights were the hardest for me, like, as well? And, I'd, and I'm naturally a bad sleeper, so I'd sit in bed and just be like, think about fucking everything. So if I got up early and pretty much just exhausted myself that way, I wouldn't even have a chance to think because I'd be so tired I'd just fall asleep. Yeah. So in kind of like a backwards way where the mornings weren't the hardest, but I needed to do the work in the morning to get away from the hardest part. So yeah. we we had that a few times though at, at footy training. Like you might remember this now and and think a little bit differently, but there were times where um, my mum would always be there real early to pick me up. She'd sit in the car and yeah. plan a phone, read a book, whatever. Um, where we'd finish training, I'd say, you want to run a couple of laps? I just didn't want to go home. Yeah. I, I didn't want to go to bed I, because that's when you get caught in it. Yeah. Um, I remember one where you helped me. I was cramping in both cars. <laughs> I just, I, I, no, nah, let's run another one. I, yeah. I just did not want to do it. Um, and who was there next year? Uh, have to say me. I was trying to think of someone else. <laughs> Just because I might have lost lost everyone in the first ten minutes when yeah. I <laughs> exactly <laughs> told some fifteen year old. Nah, you were, you were, and um, well, to, to get them back, you've been pretty good of late as well. Yeah, thanks. That's all I'll say on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where are we now? We're that's so um, thirteen. Yep. Diagnosis. Yep. What about not just to talk about because with me, I feel like I can be as low as anyone, mm. but I can be higher. As anyone. Yep. So what about that? Well, I had, and I've had this um, in the last few years as well, where the doctors or the, I don't know, the psychiatrists, the psychologists, the whole lot were starting to suss me out for bipolar. Yep. And looking back now, there's something there. Yep. I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that, but I would go through days at school where You'd have three days where you're on this huge fucking high. Where yeah. you're, you're trying to crack jokes, you, you, um, the the class clown, and then there's the the three days where you sleep in every single class. Yeah, sleep on the bus home, sleep when you get home. Um, so I I definitely um, had a bit of both, but um, as I, as I've said, it's been brought up twice, but it's probably not. A yeah. diagnosis for me, but it's something that I can still relate to. Yeah, that's. But um, you can still look at your back at your childhood now with a smile and be like, "Fuck, I had a good childhood." Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, a little bit of it is when you when you compare it to what some people have to go through. Like, yeah. I was able to play sport. I had my parents there most of the time. Um, rarely was told I, I couldn't do something. Um, we're able to go away on holidays, the whole lot. So childhood was was good, but 
um, there was obviously something yeah. not right. And, and as we've spoken about it, it, it wasn't necessarily my fault. Yeah. Or it definitely wasn't. But it's, um, it's, it's something that I, I just wish that I had a little bit more understanding. And I think that kids now do. Yeah, all the parents well, I think do. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that yours and my generation have probably been the last one that have might, might have had to have gone through blindsided. Yeah. A but, little bit. Uh, it sounds horrible saying that, but yeah. Yeah. And then also, like, the, if you look at the, cheers, if you look at the numbers, they're not going down either. So yeah. you have to be skeptical of is all this awareness, is what we're doing. Like, you can't just. It's so hard because someone goes to uni for seven years, has all these answers, and still has no fucking idea what's right or wrong because everyone's so different. Yeah. Some people needs, need to be told this and that and everything means everything and that, and other people need to be told, literally, some people need to be told, stop being a, stop being a sook. It's just the way it is. Mm. And, like, you can say it to one person and they can turn around and be like, fucking, how dare you, and then... Do well, something, and then other people can be like, "Thank you, I just needed to hear that. I'm going to fucking get on with it." Yeah, the the thing is, is everybody has mental health. Yeah, um, good, poor, whatever. And I, I think that we're in a spot now where it's starting to get acknowledged a lot. Yeah. So I, I, I give this analogy all the time with people who are who might be struggling, who don't want to be treated any different. Yeah, that's how that's and that's fine. But if if you walked, or sorry, if I walked in here today and I was on crutches, what do you do with the door? Do you hold it open? Yep. Yeah. Any other time, maybe I open the door. Yep. You can see that. It's the fact that you can't see it that yeah. means that you don't hold the door open. There, there might be something where I, I need a mate to just yeah. lift me up for a little bit. Yeah. And, and also, if you're on crutches with a broken leg, I, your mate can understand that. Yes. And they have rolled their ankle before and be like, oh, Fuck, it must hurt. Yeah. There's, like, people that have been through it can't fathom that people haven't and people that haven't can't fathom because you can't, you can't convey an experience. Mm. So with all that, I can be like, I'm going to open the door because, fuck, I remember I rolled my ankle a year ago, how bad that is. When you come in and be a bit down, fuck, it's time we got the shits. What's wrong with him? Fuck. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it's just one of those things where it's just so important just to... Be kind, I guess. Be kind, but it's it's that awareness that's sort of grown. Yeah, it, and it it, it it genuinely has. It's, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's bigger. But like, I'll have days where I'll have to ring someone and say, "I can't drive to the shops. Yeah, can we go to get a, a block of chocolate? Like nothing is and getting what you want always the best result. So if you, say if you called me and goes and said. I can't do the podcast today. Well, that's probably too much, but um, I can't come around to have a few beers today. And I just say, Tommy, just fucking come. It's just me. Yeah. And then you come around. Like, is there some times where you're wrong? That makes sense? Oh, definitely. Definitely. There'll be somewhere, I think, too big about the task. Yeah. So um, the best example I'll give is going to the gym. Yeah. Right? You'll be sitting there, and it's easy because I'm fat, so <laughs> you'll be sitting there and be thinking, shit, I have to go to the gym, then I have to walk in, I have to speak to someone, yeah. I have to go and work out, right? It's going to it's gonna kill me. Then I have to walk out, I have to get in my car, I have to drive home, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be sore. It's going to hurt. Where what I've tried to do is just say, 
all you have to do is drive there. That's yeah. it. That's it. Drive there, park the car, that's all. All right, and then it turns into drive there, park the car. Oh, no, just walk in. Just go and speak to the lady. Speak yeah. to don't even don't even show her your car. Speak to the lady. That's it. Yeah. Right. Pretend to inquire about something that's bullshit. Once you're there, you're fine. You're fine. A, a lot like for me anyway. I don't want to say that because there'll be some people. Yeah, well, you can, we're only bullshit. speaking about our own experiences. Yeah. So, right? and we're not fucking professionals either. Yeah. So, so my my big one is like just if you can break it down into them, them. Small areas, um, well, that's that's what's worked for me. Yeah, and that's another thing that when you said this is just for me is why it's so hard for people to talk about it too because last thing you want to do, like I said, you can't convey an experience. So for me to give someone advice, all of a sudden, like I'm liable. Mm. So it's like, fuck, I told him that he has to go to gym every day and now he's tried to harm himself or now he's in a rut. Yeah. And I would rather just have nothing to do with it, and then whatever happens. See what I mean? Like, yeah. you, and then, but people, people are so scared of liability that they just won't get involved in a way. But One, like, you can just talk about it and be like, "Well, it's fucking, just I don't know. Have a have a go. Don't be scared to make a mistake of just being honest with a mate or anyone, and be like, I don't know. Say you're somewhere. And I don't want. I don't want to bring this up because." I don't want him to fucking, you always, you know, your mind, say you're at a party and you know this guy's struggling, he's just gone through something. I don't want to bring it up in case he doesn't want to talk about it. If you're genuine and you're not trying to gossip or whatever and you go up to someone and be like, hey, mate, how are you doing? Do you want to talk about it? I don't really care, but I just want to let you know I'm thinking of you. They could turn around and fucking speak for 20 minutes and be like, oh, fuck. It's what they need. Yeah, or they can turn around and go, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. I appreciate it. I spoke to my brother yesterday or... So, like, I don't know, it's such a difficult one because there's so much, I don't know. The thing that shits me with mental health and all this stuff is corporations are starting to get involved and as soon as there's money involved, I can't trust anything. So, and I don't want to name any names because there are people doing good things. But, yeah, like I said, fucking people doing, like, an Are You OK Day and have fucking free morning tea. Those people, what, you know, you can say, are you okay? But not many people are willing to fucking, if you say no, the then what? Yes. Like, oh, yeah. all right, here's a cupcake. I'm going back to work. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I don't know. Well, a, a little bit of that, though, is that you're not trained in it. Like, exactly. I, I, guarantee, exactly. I guarantee they go home and they say to their wife or husband or whatever, they're like, geez, Riley told me he wasn't okay today. I wanted to help, but I didn't know what to do. Exactly. And, and now now we're sort of, like, I did my mental health first aid course earlier in the year. Yep. Um, we'll get to that. Will we? Yep. Yep. So there's, um like, <laughs> things like that. It's simple shit. Yeah. Like, it, it's being able to ask someone, are you okay? All right, you're not? Okay, how can I help? Here's where I can lead you. Here's what we can do. Yeah. It's, it's not hard. It's, it's um well... I say it's not hard. It depends on the case, but yeah, it's yeah. supporting someone. That's it. And like, I, when I, I bumped into you one day at the gym, and I had a friend with me. Yeah, that friend with me was supporting me. Yeah, because I couldn't walk through the jo- through the door to get into the gym. Yeah, um, he came with me. To, Wh- to why'd you gym. have him on a lead? Yeah, it, it was weird. Um, he was just into it. He loved it. <laughs> he loved it. Yeah. 
No yeah. clothes either was, was a weird one. <laughs> yes, on yeah. all fours. Yeah, he loves the oil, but... <laughs> all right, so we've got a bit sidetracked, which is going to happen. Yeah. But um, so you've been diagnosed. So let's yeah. go. So you took two weeks off school after you've you've eaten eight neurofins. Is that the same? <laughs> what? Yeah, go. Eight neurofins. Yeah, yeah, right. Why? How many? Half a bottle. I'm, I'm not answering, but yeah. So. Sorry, we'll cut that out. Yeah, no, you don't fucking edit. No, I'm not. Okay, I've ruined the vibe. <laughs> no, so you've taken two, um, two weeks off school after that. Yep. The neurofin incident. Yep. You go back to school. Okay, so let's go from there. So how yep. you've your parents obviously realise fuck this is this is life or death. Yeah, yeah, so I, I you, guess. Yeah, I've never thought of it that way, but yep. Yep. So let's go from there. So okay. how have you dealt Well what about What did they give you From that point That, that worked for you um, That maybe you still do today Yeah so so I'll just stay with the school For a little bit Yeah So we had the We had that chat I, I was year 11 You guys were year 10 Yep um, I came back we'd, we'd sat down And we had uh, me, my mum, and my dad about come back, and uh, Kathy McCarkis was the the VCE person at the time. Yeah, um, I'm comfortable saying her name because she's one of the best people I've ever met. She, we had multiple meetings about me coming back to school, and there were a lot of tears in those meetings from every single person in there. Yeah, and her big thing for me to come back to school was. I decided I was going to repeat year 11. Yep. Um, the rest of the year, I didn't have to go to class. She just wanted me to turn up to school. She lived in Craigieburn at the time and offered to drive me. I lived in Craigieburn, offered to yep. drive me to Whittlesey. Um, and I didn't have to wear a school uniform. All I had to do was just turn up and that was it. So I, I had them things and um, there were a few. Do you remember one of our teachers cracking the shits that I didn't have to do any work? No. Oh, well, and did you wear school uniform? I wore school uniform. I was going to say, I don't remember that. (laughs) I wore school uniform. I turned up. I went to class. I worked as much as I could be bothered a little bit. It it was a little bit hard being motivated when you knew you were going to repeat the the subject. Um, And I checked in with her every single day. And so, like, I still speak with her now, and she she was huge for me in that time. So the next year, it was was no biggie for me to, to repeat year 11 and do that again um and i go into year 11 with all my friends yeah pretty much all you guys the guys played footy with yeah the guys yeah so that's you we played footy from year nine that's you became friends with us because that's uh pretty much but you're a year up there there was a few crazy men guys there that were that i was friends with but it was a no-brainer because in my year level two i think that was a little bit is i was i was a little bit misunderstood so I like I had a few friends, but um, like I, I had no idea what was going on with me. Like we said before, I was on these highs sometimes. People yeah, yeah. didn't like me. Yeah, right. I didn't like me. Yeah. Um, I was trying to fit in with people I couldn't fit in with. Some of them were going out drinking. That wasn't me. I was still a year younger. I, I didn't give a shit. Um, so we have that. We have that meeting. I go in. I do year eleven. Um, loved it. Loved it. Being in class with my friends. Um, mucking around with guys like you and Jai and then uh, year 12, it hit again. Yep. Bad. 
and you left school, but you and I weren't super close when you left. No. Um, you were having your own demons you were facing. Yeah. You pushed a few of us away. Um, you fucked my missus. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I did. I'm confident. Right, right over back. Sorry. Um, Tom. Ah. <laughs> uh. Um, yeah, no, we just went to the toilet. But yeah, so where were you? You um, went to school. Yeah, no, I, I started struggling through year 12. Yep. Uh, decided, didn't really give a shit. Yep. Uh, it wasn't turning up. Everything just hit again. What were your What were your aspirations when you started year 12? Um, to finish. Yeah, so you weren't like, I want to be a fucking... Finish. I wanted to be a teacher. Yep. I wanted to be a teacher, um, but... My realistic goal was to finish. Yeah. Went and seen the careers advisor. She gave me a little bit of a bum steer with my subjects. Yeah, as they do. Yeah. So then I changed and I wanted to get into social work or youth work. Yeah. And I needed a 20 on my English, which isn't much. No. And I got a 19. Jesus. Yeah. I had a car accident the weekend before the English exam. Um, crashed into my friend's car Spent yeah. the night in hospital Our friend actually hey. um, It was Kristen and Jess's car Yeah And uh, yeah Missed out on that Went to uni In a shit course Flunked out Yeah Went shit again um, Wait wait Before we go on you from your 12 yeah. Sorry Yeah no go for it um, Your blood knows Yep <laughs> um, so what? Uh, same again. So, what were were you still seeing someone at this time through year twelve? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I, was um fucking what was the teacher's name Miss Carrot McCarkus McCarkus. Sorry, yeah. she uh, taught me too. So I don't know. I remember yeah. that. No, I, I was seeing someone all the time. Yeah, like uh, there was a psychologist I was seeing outside of school at this time. The paediatrician we'd sort of parted ways at some stage. I can't remember. I think he had a car accident. Pediatrician did, yeah. With you? Uh, not with me. Not with me. I got a <laughs> funny a story with that in a sec. But um, yeah, we we parted ways. So I was we we spoke briefly about this before. But I was seeing um, a psychologist. But I was speaking with the chaplain at school for a long time. Yeah. Um. So he played the role as counselor as well. He didn't try any of the religion stuff on me. And there was one day. So what we used to do because I was um. I was part of the stigma. I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought it was it was poor to go and speak to someone. I thought it was weak. Yeah. So he would send the little year seven courier to come and get me with a coordinator slip. So yep. it looked like I was going to the coordinators to get in trouble. I'd go into his office and would cry. Yeah. Pretty much. I would um I'd talk about my feelings, talk about what was going on. Anyway, at the end of it, I'd feel all right. So the bell went one day. We're about to go out to lunch. And I walk out the door, and you don't remember this, but here you were. I can remember Robbo standing there. I can remember there, there was about four or five years, and you're like, "Oh fuck, Tom, what are you doing? Like, what's going on there?" I'm like, "Oh, apparently I was bullying someone and left it no. at that." Like, I, I was ashamed of it. Like, yeah, this happened yeah. before. Obviously, I told you what was going on. Yeah. So I was still speaking to him at school. Yeah. So this is like a six year relationship, kind of. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I had, um, I did the. Deb twice. One of them, um, he was the special guest, and shaking his hand was like a proud moment. Yeah, because I, 
I, sh- I feel like I shouldn't have been there. Mm. Um, yeah, that that was um, that was cool. I, I've tried a little bit to reach out to him. Um, haven't heard anything back. Probably fucking anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you got to look at his point of view. So, how many kids were out of school? It was over a thousand. I'm pretty sure. Maybe yeah. Yep. So and there's one, there's one of him. Yep. So there's, there's you in this situation, which, fucking, chances are obviously you weren't the only one. But even if there is one per year level, which there would have been more. Yep. He's probably had got these. He's got one fucking guy dealing with, eleven hundred kids. There was there was more than one. Yeah, but who yeah. who else was there? There was there was the bloke because um, I spoke to him. <laughs> um, he had the long hair, he had the ponytail oh, out the yeah, back of the yeah, library. Yeah. So I went and seen him one day. Um, he was a kitty fiddler, wasn't he? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why I was seeing the other one. That's why I was seeing him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, like through year, year 12, I was seeing a psychologist. I was seeing, um, I was on some meds. I don't, I don't even know who was prescribing them at that stage. Yeah. Um, and they just stopped working. It was yep. like one day I just woke up and it wasn't working anymore. Um, the psychologist works all right. He's worked with other people I know and he's done a good job. So, yep. Where was but, he? Yeah. Uh, he was in Bandura. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so how much do you reckon was you thinking there was something wrong with you compared to everyday troubles? That if you didn't think there was something wrong with you, you would have just been like, this is the way it is? Um, or was it like, I know I, it's... Yeah, it's, it's hard to answer because I was... It's hard uh, to ask. It, it sounded it. Mm. Um, I was an overthinker with everything. Yeah. I am an overthinker. Um, I'd get told that, thinking about girls, thinking about basketball, thinking yeah. about school, yeah. whatever it is, I overthink. So... you find it, are you very sentimental? Um... Oh. Do you have any clothing at home that you wouldn't throw out because it reminds you of something? Yep. Yep. So yes. Yep. No. I'm, yep. Um, you got to get rid of that. No. Nah, no. Nah, that's staying. <laughs> that's staying. My Buzz and Woody aren't going anywhere. <laughs> no, not the fucking clothing, but the the yeah. sentimental. Personally, for me, because even my own experiences, um, I would have a a t shirt. I would look at and be upset. Or oh yeah, now that shit's gone. Stuff like that, and yeah. I'd be like, "Fuck, it's just a fucking t-shirt." Well, that's gone probably because I'm 100 million <laughs> kilos heavier, so that, that's been thrown out. Um, People listening yeah. probably just picture and fucking Snorlax on the end of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's I'm not that bad. Fuck, oh, um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're the one talking about it. No, nah, it's um, but to answer your question, yes, I was seeing people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but do you think um there do you ever felt like you needed the advice to be Tom, this is just the way year twelve is, it's not good for anyone or I think I needed someone just to listen. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. I need I needed to vent. Because there's a lot of shit going on. Like you've spoken about it on the podcast about you and year twelve, where you just didn't keep up and you yeah. you left. Um I spoke to him about you leaving. Um, I spoke about... What did he say? Good on him. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Nah, but even like you've got a lot of 18th parties you're going to. There's, yeah. there's girls going around. They're like people I've upset, um, mistakes I've made. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's a lot to, to like. Yeah, it's a big part of yeah. your. I don't want to say of your life because who am I to judge? It, it wasn't that long ago, but yeah. um, like I'm seeing some people I know now who are 18 and they've missed out on the whole lot because of the restrictions and stuff like that. That. They don't get to go to the parties and, yeah. and be dickheads and make mistakes and and grow from that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah. I was going to ask. I can't remember now. You've got it written down. No, it's gone. So this is what happens when you have four beers. Your memory goes. Yep. No, but what what I think about uh, childhood, school, everything, they just give you a one-size-fits-all. And if this doesn't fit you, there's something wrong with you. Well... So did you ever think, like, there's nothing wrong with me, I just don't want to do this? There was a little bit of that, and when I spoke about Kathy before, that's what she was unbelievable at. Yeah. Um, I've bumped into her a few times, and when I bump into her, I ring my mum and dad straight away. You'll never guess who i just seen. It was, it's like I've just seen... Um, Michael Jordan. I've just bumped into him. Yeah. Um, be- because she she made that not the one size fits all. Yeah, yeah. She was more proud of me finishing year twelve than getting the nineteen and missing my yeah yeah my ATAR. And that's um, why it should be exactly. Yeah, and it's crazy that it's not. Yeah, it's crazy that you go to school and people are like, "This is get this, get this, yeah. get this, get this." Yeah. And there's yeah. just like three years later or two years later, you apply as mature age and you get in anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so going back to fucking the one size fits all, or even um, what I was saying before about you look at fourteen year olds now and just think they don't have feelings or they don't think deeper than fucking cartoons or whatever. They have all these feelings, and there is fourteen year olds that are having suicidal thoughts and all that, and you can't go to them. No, you have to start. You have to start be thinking about your future and being successful. Yeah. Because successful isn't fucking making two hundred grand a year. It's being happy. Yeah. And that's what needs to change. Okay. Yeah. I don't really care if you're fucking a a fucking I don't know. Anyone? I didn't want to mention any fucking yeah, jobs. <laughs> I went through about 10 in my head, man. You're doing a good job. I know one of them. You're doing a good job mopping the floors at Target. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And this is another thought that I have. Let me go, Tom. Is that, like, because I was watching a documentary yesterday and it was about um, sex offenders in Florida, they get uh, probation for life, right? So they, even when they've gone to prison for 20 years, which, like, not going to go into any of that, but... Um, then they come out and they're not allowed to live in a house. So at night time they, they all go to this fucking yard and sleep in a tent. And there's people living there that each day get up and do the same thing again. And then there's multi-fucking millionaires living in a mansion that kill themselves. So there's no correlation between like, and I just think, how the fuck does someone that has all of that have like just... Wants to enjoy give up, it. and yeah. there's other ones that that don't. Yeah. So yeah, as far as fucking, it doesn't. What you do doesn't matter. It's what you feel that matters. It's, it's a little bit of that. Um, I was talking to my cousin Brenton about this today about the if and then and when. Like 
if I have a million dollars, then I'll be happy. Yeah, exactly. It's just not the case. Yeah. It's trying to search for that. If, yeah. 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 Sorry. I just went on a bit no, of a No, good on you. Like it. <laughs> go for it. These are all my thoughts in my head yeah. all the time. No, when I'm you say just let me go, I shit myself. <laughs> like you're going to stop me. Yeah. Um, okay. So year 12, you, you finished, didn't get what you want. Yep. You dealt with that. What are some of the things through high school that helped you to get through? Like if someone's listening now that's maybe a new, whatever, younger person that's looking for something and that, what I spoke about before about the money, how you can't really trust things because personally I've I had my own issues and I've tried therapy and it's literally just too inconvenient. Yep. Money-wise, like even if you do go on a, a, a plan, plan and that shit, yeah. you still have to go to the doctors to get that plan and then you've got to book in oh, can you do this? Okay, I'm going to... Like, even for me working for myself, if someone was on wages, all right, I've got to, I, can't, I can't work Thursday afternoon because I'm going to see this person. Like, there's just a lot. And well, it's, you just... Like, it just, it just makes it a little bit too inconvenient you, to do. I, I get you, but you've contradicted yourself a little bit there. Like, when we've just spoken about making this amount of money into being happy... Yeah, I know, but then so, so even going even further, then you go see this, and you're not happy, with and them. then you spend six sessions, six hours, and then you're like, "I'm yeah. saying the same, like this yeah. isn't helping." Yeah. So do I? And then again, have so that hasn't helped. Do I go start again and then start again with someone else? Well, like these are just like probably middle class problems where I can still go. I, I have the money to go see someone, and I want to see someone, but it's just too inconvenient. I'd rather just fucking. I don't know. Hit the bong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, nah, what's what's different now though? Like that. I don't know if it was around when we were at school. Yeah. But you've got Headspace. Yeah. You've got Origin. You've got all these like things that are set up now. Yeah. So what's something that you really trust? Headspace. Yeah. Yep. And how do you access that? Through GP. Yep. Yep. You get it. You get a referral to see them. So and then, what is it? It's well, whatever you want it to be. Like you've got access to. Do you want me to go through my experience? There. Yeah, we'll have to go back a little bit, but you can access psychiatrists, psychologists, social workers, whatever it is. Like whatever you need out of it, they can provide you with that. And if they can't, they refer you to, to places that can. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll wait for your next question because I think we can get to Headspace. Yeah, with a yeah, later so, question. So you're you got through Year Twelve. Yep. Just. Yep. Through just by seeing people? Yep. Any yep. Uh, any personal things that you put brought into your life, whether it be exercise, diet? I was always... Like any I'll, of that shit that, that not, you put to the forefront because of it? Not really, but like I was always playing basketball. Like I was always running around. I was always pretty fit. So exercise yeah. just came natural. And basketball was always an outlet? Did it ever get to a point where you even... Oh, yeah, I, I couldn't stand it. I, I can't stand playing now. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, I had that, and, like, we had a good network of friends. Yeah. That was a, why you give me that girl? <laughs> um, Sometimes I think of jokes that I don't say. No, nah, that's, that's why I got through, was um, the friends that I had there. Yeah. Like, all you had to do was turn up. That was it. Um, and, well, that's all I had to do. And, yeah, the friendship circles, I had exercise. That was, that, basketball was an outlet for me. But at that time, I'd... I was close to quitting. I'd just gotten a coach that turned everything around. 
yeah um for me that like I've got three coaches I still speak to often yep um that yeah for for my mental health or not mental health for my overall well-being they they'll always be there one day they'll have an invite to my wedding and things like that they've, yep. they've been bigger for me than than what the the professionals have almost yeah yeah so it seems like for you you're very um like conversation people based to help you yep whereas for me it's probably more different where it's probably like meditation and things where I'm kind of on my own yeah have you yeah. have you tried anything else though like properly tried it with in what way like if like, you go and chat with someone if you yeah, so I've had because a lot of it with the psychologist is it's it's tri- like yeah, unfortunately exactly. and is that's it's what trial I mean. error. That's is what I mean. You have to you have to go through a few to pick one that that fits. Yeah, for me it's probably reading, like starting to starting to read like Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but the first book I ever read because so my story and because I did, I didn't butt in because mine kind of started not even where you're at yet. Whereas I look back and realised I was always. Mm-hmm kind of misdiagnosing myself, whether it be, yeah, scared to go back to school, fucking not being able to sleep, just thinking that was just normal. And even throughout school, um, whether it be like being a, a bully or being falling at footy or, or kind of like being real aggressive at sport and stuff and real competitive. You weren't that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that was... I only that, got bashed like five times for getting you out in Danville. But that was that was my like that this is what this is another thing about bullying that I'm gonna go again, Tom. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> go for it. Is people talk about bullying now and say if it's a parent or anyone, they never say my kid is a bully. They say bullying so bad at school, but it's never their kid. There's always like, oh this but every single fucking kid in their life has been a bully. So what we need to realise is that kid bullying is not bullying because he thinks he's the best or he thinks he's better than that other person. It's the exact, exact opposite. So you need to understand that, yes, your kid might be going to school and being a bully and it's not because he's an arsehole, it's because he's fucking probably sad. Yeah. And that was with me at school where I was bullying people and, I, and it wasn't because I... Um, wanted to hurt someone's feelings and feel better about it is that I wanted these two people to like me because I was so self-conscious and my ego was so fragile that I would I would risk one person for these people to laugh at me. Yeah. And then I would go home. I the same thing. And yep. then I would go home and then my soul or whatever you want to call it would get me back and be like – and then it, it literally got to a point where it just broke mm. and I wasn't – I was so trying – to make people like me that I wasn't even me anymore. Yep. And then you realise that those people that like you don't even know you anyway. So you're just like, who the fuck am I? And then, boom. Here we are. Yeah. That was, that was, I took my a first proper breakup. I've always taken breakups to learn yeah. for some stupid reason. But that was around 22, 23, where I had that. That was the first time I, I was, I remember I spent my 20, 22nd or 23rd birthday at a job site by myself on my actual birthday, sitting on three-foot steps, blowing my eyes out in an empty job site, luckily. And then um, around the same... Why luckily? Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. 
No, what if what if there was one person there that could yeah. have yeah, well, said, that, hey, mate, hey, here's, yeah, well, here's what I can help you with. Yeah, well, maybe. But what actually happened, so I say luckily, yeah, subconsciously, so that's true. But so all this is happening and then I was going through fucking other shit, which is fucking another yep. four-hour four podcast. But, um, yeah, my breaking point was, so to go to a fucking... Uh, not a suicide attempt, but probably the closest I've been to that is that I was driving probably around 22 and just couldn't like my whole apprenticeship looking back now, I was depressed because I just same thing one size fits all. And I just didn't get it. Like I've spoke about work before where, um, this, this has turned into my therapy session. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> no, I'm talking about work before. Like, I just didn't get it. Yeah. So this is after, kind of like towards my apprenticeship and going through a breakup through things that I've, same thing, things that I've done through that cycle of being up and then you come down and the person that's on the down has to pay for the guy that's done on the up. Yep. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got there. But anyway. I agree, yeah. So I was driving home, I was pissing down rain, I was driving in my old fucking VR Commodore, which... Tires were bolder than a, sh- a basketball. It was and driving uh, home past a growling frog, and I was just bawling my eyes out whilst driving, raining, ball tires. Ended up just closing my eyes and just putting my foot down to the pedal, and um, got to like one fifty, and in my head I'm just like, just fucking, what if I crash? Like probably like similar to what Dame Beams had to do. Like, I need to make it physical to people to give me the attention that I probably need right now. So I'm like, if I crash and die, whatever. But if I crash and go to hospital, at least I'll get the attention. Anyway, and then I just just obviously had my eyes. Nothing happened. I got home and luckily mum mum was home. So I walked in and she's like, hey, how you going? And I just broke down and that's when I first, that's when I kind of like started that journey of. What was your mum like? She started, she cried more than me. Yeah. <laughs> she just like, yeah, she just bawled her eyes out. And um, that's when I she booked in. She's the one that did it, booked in for me to see someone, and then I did. <clears throat> I only ever saw them once, and that's when I, I kind of like, I went in there and spoke. I'm like, fuck, I, I, I think I can, I can do it. I think, like, this is where I, re- like, I just needed that. You don't have to do it. Need though. that that's, rock. That's the, yeah, personally, yeah. personally, though. Yeah. And that's when I started fucking meditating and, Reading and that's what took me to that and the, and all this full circle. Um, going back to reading, the first book I read was Man's Search for Meaning. Yep, which I've told you to read. Yeah, you have. Yeah, I'm here to get the book. But anyone that hasn't read that, you should read it because that just opened my eyes to realize there's there's more people in the world than you. And the whole story is a Holocaust survivor who's also a psychiatrist. So he speaks about his experience and goes through all that, and that just. It just made me curious more to the point. But, yeah, that's my uh, that's my story, which yep. we've spoke about. And, um, yeah, just to take the uh, the lime on off you for a second. Yeah. But put it back on I you. I liked it. Because yep. I'm scared. All right. What do you want? Nah, so you leave school? Yep. Um, you still want to be a teacher? Oh, I think now I still do. Like, a little bit. Um the, the only reason I say that is because I enjoy coaching. Yeah. Coach basketball. I, I do enjoy that. 
Don't don't think I do, but I enjoy coaching. Um, go to uni. I, I I'm just a, a mess there. Like mentally, I, I'm all over the place. Um, then I th- I feel like a couple of years disappear. Yeah. Um, don't know where they go. Working a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there were times through that where you thought you'd you'd. You've kicked it where it's like oh, I'm on top of this now. And no, no. There, there was a lot of times where it was like um, getting through year 12 and showing that resilience, that's the best I'll ever be. Okay. Yeah. Um, so once you finish year 12, you thought, I'm glad I'll never have to do that again, kind of? Yes and no, because I went to uni. Yeah. Um, I stuffed it up, but we. I had I had really good. Again, like th- this is a thing that I'll, I'll talk about all the way through. It's probably the biggest message of my journey, is the networks I've had have been fucking awesome. Yeah. So I had really good friends at uni. I had really good teachers that that genuinely cared. Um, and you're studying social work, did you say? Or no, no, no. I ended up doing. Um, it was called foundation studies, yeah. right? And it wasn't your genuine foundation. Was Fucking hard as. Um, there was uh, irrelevant, but it was a bridging course to get into education, which I ended up changing to wanting to get into a bachelor of sports coaching. Yeah, a majority of my friends were either getting into nursing, uh, paramedics, things like that. So, which they got into, but for me at that time, it was Mission Impossible. Yeah. So I bummed out, I got a job um, with a company doing clinics for sports clinics for kids and did that for a little while and then I decided, I was like, no, nah, you know what, I'm going to do the same course next year and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And I got there to do it and uh, it, like I, I could have got into the course I wanted to do as a mature age, but I was like, no, nah, I, I need to finish this, I need to get it done. Didn't get done. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it it just wasn't the same. I didn't have the same people that that the 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 friends that I'd made. One I still speak with now. A few of them um, I could easily reach out to. Uh, they were they were awesome people. I didn't have that in this second group. Um, and then yeah, so I, I, I bummed out. Went and worked with the same people. Yeah. Got a sort of different job in the organisation. And then had a breakdown, had a, a complete breakdown. I I got home one night, don't know where I'd been. I'd um, I just not even sure, but I was like, I can't sleep. My chest is racing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm full on. What's going on here? So you know what? Let, let's just sit down. Let's have a beer. Put on Fox Footy. See what's going on. I'll try that. Now what's what's happening here? And then all of a sudden, everything went into panic. And so because of the whole the thing you'd tease me about, the whole neurophone thing, yeah. any medication um, my mum sort of took care of. So I've gone into my mum and I, I couldn't stand up. Uh, so the, this whole time, whatever you needed, she was in charge? Basically, yeah. yeah. There'd, be, there'd be a few, like, neurophone I was okay with because yeah. like, you need to take a million of them. There's not enough in a packet to, to kill you. Yeah. So I'd gone into her and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a mess. Um, and that's just a panic attack. You, you would explain it. I think so. 
I think I still don't know because I, I had a million of these. Yeah. Like their their panic attacks, their anxiety attacks, their major depressive episodes. Yeah. And um, you feel like you you need to change the world pretty much. No, no, no. I, I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah. I feel like I can't live. Like I don't deserve to. Yeah. I, so just in that thought pattern, are you thinking? Do you does it just start with something simple where it's like oh. Like, how does this even come along? Um, it probably comes along with the fact that uh, I can't wind down. Yeah. I can't go to sleep. What am I thinking about? I'm not thinking about much. Why aren't you thinking about much? Well, because yeah. you're shit. Yeah. Um, and the reality of it all is... It's like you're losing the argument in your head. Every time. Yeah. Every time. And my, my thing... There was a guy once... When I was in hospital, which I, I assume we're going to get to, mm-hmm. who were in a group activity and, and something was said about, I've told this story a few times, but something was said about uh, what do you, what triggers you, what helps you, what, all this shit, like yep. what's good for you, what's bad for you, basically. And I'm sitting in this room, it's my first day in hospital, I'm shitting myself, this guy's covered in tats, he's got a fucking eyebrow ring, a nose ring, he's scary, and and... I'm sitting there thinking this one thing and I'm too scared to say it. And then he puts his hand up at the end and he goes, you can answer all of them with love. And I nearly fell off my chair because that's exactly what I was thinking. And that's all that... I want to say that's all that I was craving, but that's I was getting that. Yeah. Like, you can't tell me. My mum was, like, going through hell yeah. trying to help me, to love me, but I just couldn't feel it. Yeah. Um, I... I, I couldn't feel it about myself, pretty much. So mum's putting up with me. Not putting up with me. She does everything. So I'm, um, I'm trying to work out what to do. I, I think this night she calms me down. Mm-hmm. I think. No, 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 no. This night this night we don't. We, we go into hospital. Yeah. This is a, something similar had happened once before. This night we go to hospital. She, she'd called my dad. My dad had come down. He was living at, in Brunswick at the time. He'd come down. And this is where we were at at the time, as far as a family um, with mental health. So I'd said, I need, I need help. I need to go to the hospital. I don't know what's going on. And like my dad said it, I completely agreed. And I, my mum didn't disagree. Was I don't know if the hospital can help you. Mm. Is that the place you go? Like, what, what do you do? I'm like I don't know, but they'll be able to take me somewhere. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. So we go to the hospital. I get through and I see this, I think she was a psychologist. I don't know what her role was at the Northern. And she reminded me of Kathy McCarkers. Yep. And I felt comfortable. And so we've had this chat. Anyway, I end up going home. She gives me a referral to see this psychologist. I start seeing her. And Wait, so what did, they, what did they do? They give you anything? Gave me a few meds just to calm me down at the time. But like, checking, like a bit of even placebo with it, just to be like, if you take this, it's going to be okay? Like, um, kind of the trick your brain to stop telling you... Yes, uh, not really. not really. So they gave me something, like, in ER. I don't know what it was. Yeah. It might have been a Valium. It might yeah, have been something yeah. like that, just to calm me down at the time. When I seen her, she got the full recovery plan and everything in place. So, yeah, you just... Like, with those panic attacks, that's what I mean about panic attacks and, like, depression is it's almost just a loss of hope. Where there's no light at the end of the Absolutely. tunnel. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So you just need someone, even if it's just a pin, just a exactly. just a little bit of light to go. All right. That's what they've done. Yeah. And because she reminded me of 
Miss McCarkis. Yeah, you had that. I, I was like, I, I love her. She, yeah. she is brilliant. So she had referred me to see this psychologist out in Footscray. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to see her. I'm going to be better. How good is this? I think she had a waiting list. Yep. Right? In that time, I'd gone into hospital a couple of times. And they'd given me something, sent me home. And in my head, I wanted to see that lady again. Mm-hmm. Um. Because she gave me hope yeah, a little bit. So we go, I end up seeing that psychologist. Excuse me. So she refer, refers me. I think I've seen her three times. How, how old are you here? Um, probably 21. Yep. So, like, there's a bit of a gap. A, a bit's happened here and there, but this is more uh, irrelevant. Uh, relevant Jeez that's weird um, So I see her And she's the first person That uh, Introduces me to mindfulness Yeah So I start doing that and It's I, interesting that it took So you've seen all these people through. Well she's the first person That gave it a title Okay And said Do this Do this Do this Gave me papers to take home Gave me homework Gave me shit to fill out Which at that time, I, I just wanted a quick fix. Mm. Um, I didn't realise that this would take work. So that whole from 13 to 21, there was not what anyone say exercise, meditate, diet? Was there any of that pushed? Um, exercise was already happening. Yep. I was like, you were friends with me. I was weighing 15 kilos yeah, yeah. all the time. So, yeah. so diet probably wasn't spoken about. Um, yeah, but that's diet for... for but then, medi- like, yeah, well, it, it didn't happen, no. Um, meditation, though, never got brought up because, mm. like, for me, as I've said to you before, meditation is sitting on a rock, yeah. legs crossed, hands out to the side. Yeah. And you, well, no, that's um, crazy. That um... what, what we went through a lot was what was going on, what my, my brain was thinking and things like that. Yeah. So I see this lady. She introduced me to mindfulness, and there was one thing that – I can still remember now, which was drive your car with no radio, no music, and just tell me what you hear. Hmm. And it's the same as like tasting a food and letting it sit there and tell us. I can remember her saying that. So I still do that a little bit now. Yeah. But so I'd seen her three or four times um, and was still really fucking battling. Yeah. And then one day... It just got too much. Yep. Do you want me to go there? Or? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I woke up um, and I was flat. Yep. Most days I was. I was flat. Um, I'd take some pill that would just sort of zonk me out. Or yeah, so chilling out, before, be, we, before we go there, let's yep. actually talk. Because I've, I've never been on medication. Yeah. And well, I don't, there's a difference between... I don't want to go on another fucking tangent, but I feel like there's a difference between, so there's people, oh, it's such a grey area because there's people with a chemical imbalance and there's other people that are down. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's some that I've always felt like whenever I'm really down, I kind of know what I need to do to fix it. I don't want, I don't want a pill to fix it. That makes sense. Yeah, so, you're a little bit proud. 
Yeah, pro- yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I've and, had the and same also, shit happen. It, I don't need this. Yeah, I don't need this. Fuck, like I'm tough. Yeah, so proud one thing, um, stupid maybe another, because people need to do what they need to do. Yeah, and third, maybe a little bit lucky too that I can trust, not trust, but I know it's probably at a point where I don't, where I know that I can. Oh, I don't even know because I don't want to undersell. The way, I've, the way I've felt. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but, like, I feel maybe now as I'm older and I, I can't remember, like, maybe a bit more educated than that. Yeah, fuck do I know. But anyway, I with medication, I'm, I'm just fucking interested with it. Yeah. And probably fucking sceptic. Mm. But so also I'm, not fucking judgmental or, you know what I mean? Just, well, like... It's what, what's like, your relationship with it? It's still here. around, so it yeah. has to work. Um, I know it works. Well, I uh, and I don't want to. I'm on meds now. So I don't want to add a stigma to it exactly. by even talking the way yeah. I'm talking. I'm on meds now, but we can get to that. Like I'm, I'm worried about the time that we've been going for. But <laughs> fuck it, let it go. All right. Um. So we we can get to that, but uh, yeah. nah. Look, it's still around. There's there's so many people it's worked for. Yeah, I know. I know. And. The, the funny part is, is you can't even say how it's worked. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone I talk to, they'll be like, oh, I've been on this. And, yeah, after a couple of weeks, I, I started to feel okay. But it's yeah. not like, oh, shit, I'm feeling down. Hey, can you can you throw me that? Like, uh, okay. I'll put that down yeah. my throat and then all of a sudden you're better. Yeah. It, it's like it helps you make a lifestyle change in yeah. a way. Yeah, um, it just allows you to allows you to take a step in the right direction. Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, because fucking lasting. That's why I'm struggling so hard to even ask a question because I do not want to add to the stigma of anyone that is on medication mm. and to be like the f- typical fucking bro science. All you need to do is fucking ten push ups and you'll get it, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not that at all, but that's just my personal experience where that's yeah. a, that's the level I'm at. No, well, I've I've taken it since. Look. I, got, I think I got prescribed my first antidepressant when I was 13, 14. Yeah. And I went off it for maybe two years before I was 18, of 17, 18. And then I've been back on since then till yeah. now. Um, yeah. We'll get to that though, probably in another two hours. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So this, this episode that you're about to talk about, how yep. long, how long, I don't know if you can even put it all in a bracket, how long was it going before this point? How long was what going? So, like, when you kind of just felt in a rut or you felt shit? Um, no, a fair while. Yeah. A fair while. So, look, I'd seen I'd seen that psychologist three times, yep. which meant that's at least 12 weeks, I reckon. Like, oh, so you're saying... So, I, I, I was seeing her probably once a week, once a fortnight, yep. and then there's a little bit of time before that as well. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I woke up one morning and... The suicidal, you'll hear people, um, you might not, but with the suicidal thing, a lot of people will say, do you have a plan? Yeah. Because if you have a plan, that makes it more more serious. Yeah, If you yeah. just think... No, that actually makes complete yeah. sense, yeah. So um, I'd had a few a few plans. Yeah. One was the, the bottle of Nurofen that day to see how well I went. There was another one where I was walking towards a bridge and rang my mum. Like, there, there's been a lot that have sort of... Well, I'm still here. So a lot yeah, of, yeah. have failed at some stage. Um, so this morning I woke up, uh, I was 
flat. I was really flat. And it crossed my mind. I'm like, you know what? If I if I was to uh, to hang myself, how would I do it? And I thought, oh, there's there's a decent uh, spot in the garage. Mm. I'll get a I'll get a extension cord and see how I go. I don't know what knot you tie or whatever. So I'd gone and tried that. I just tied it like I, I had no intention. See how I go. Just tie the knot. That's it. Um. So even this point, you're just kind of playing around with the thought. Yeah, 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 that's it. It's like, well, if I was to make a plan, what would it look like? Yeah. This is what was going through my head. And did that come from that knowledge of if someone's got a plan or was it just kind of subconsciously, this I, is how I feel? This I was is, just going with it. Yeah. I dead set was just going with it. Then I've, I've put a, a stool at the bottom of it and then um, I tried to ring. Then it hit me. Fucking hit me. Yeah. I'd stood on it. I got my phone out and I tried to ring every single person that I knew that was around that could help me. Yeah. Because I knew I was in, I was, I was fucked. And uh, a few people had sort of said, uh, no one said anything. Um, no answer. No yeah. answer. No answer. No answer. No answer. And then in my head, I'm going, well, this is a sign. Mm. This is a sign. So all of a sudden, my mum. Brings me and I'm like, Mum, I'm not doing well. Like I'm balling my eyes out, I'm not doing well. And she's like, All right, look, take a tablet, go to bed. Yep. So I hang up. I'm like, All right, that's what I'll do. And I'm sitting on the floor in my garage. So at this point, there's the knot tied and the stool there. Yeah. 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 But I'm not going to do it. I'm not yeah. going to do it. But I'm like in my head. I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a tablet. I'm going to feel drowsy. I'm going to clean up. Yeah. And then I'm going to go. And then I couldn't get up, so I tried to ring. Um, I tried to ring triage, which I'd been told to ring. That's an emergency or whatever. Yeah, I ring them. An emergency for suicide. Yeah, yeah. In, What's in it a called? Way, a triage. It's never heard of that. What's it? What's it's, the... uh, it's not completely for um, people. It's more the carers would ring. But I, I rang them because they would have my file on there. I'd ring them, say, I'm struggling, here's what we do. Yeah. They might send out the cat team, like the crisis okay. team to come out to you. So I tried to ring triage, and I get a, a computer telling me that I'm sixth in the queue. <sighs> so here I am, crying out for help. And again, like, this isn't long after. Me, my mum, and my dad have had the conversation about, do you go to the hospital? For a mental yeah, condition, yeah, yeah. like what do you do? So it's so, just that loss of hope again. Yeah. So triage have done that, and I'm like, "Fuck you!" Like, I've hung up the phone. I'm like, "What do I do? What do I do? What do I do?" And I'm desperate. I'm desperate. I ring triple zero. Yeah. So I say, I don't know who I need to speak to. I, I I call for. I think it was paramedics. Whatever. I said that's who I need to speak to. Yeah. Some guy answers the phone. This is only five years ago. Probably like six, six years ago. Six, six years, years ago. ago. Yeah. So I call. I call them, and uh, some guy. So I speak to the operator, and then I speak to the paramedic dude who was also an operator, I guess. And I said, I don't know if you're the person I need to speak to, and I'm bawling my eyes out. And he goes, Where are you? I said, I like I'm trying to tell him that what's going on. And he goes, What's your address? And I'm like, Can you just listen to me? I don't. So I hang up. Yeah. All right, desperate. So I tried to ring my mum back. She doesn't answer. I ring my dad. 
no answer. I ring someone else, doesn't answer. I ring someone else, doesn't answer. I ring someone else, doesn't answer. Like, this is a sign. So I stand up, get ready, step off, and then my phone rings. And I step back on. And I'm able to collapse to the ground, answer my phone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you st- step off what? Stepped off the stool. So you, yeah. you actually yeah. felt... I was done. Oh, what was going through my head? So you started... So you actually... I was choking. I was choking. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was going through my head was... Like, the whole universe is giving me a sign. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like... I know it sounds... Stu- that know, can sound... But make sense, but it can be fucking stupid when, too. When you want something to happen, you interpretate things to agree with you. I, I, I still think that now. Like, I, yeah. I doubt we're going to get to that okay. religious, <laughs> spiritual thing we've been going for over an hour and a half. But, yeah, so I, Just all of a sudden, like, my phone was, I'd thrown it. But there was, yeah, so I'd thrown it and then I, I'm standing, I stepped off and I, it So, rang. no, you didn't write a letter and I think it was all in no. the... No, it was just kind of too in the moment to even really step back and understand well, what you were doing. I woke up that morning not thinking I was going to do that. I was yeah. making a plan. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Um, I, yeah, the, the <laughs> around the time of the the Nurofen bottle. Yeah, there was there was a letter. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so I I hadn't no. Um, so at this time, but what was going through my head? You hear a lot of people say suicide is such a selfish thing. Yeah. I was thinking, like, my girlfriend, Sarah, who I loved more than anything, could have been doing better. Yeah. Like, my mum would have been heaps better off. I was thinking so selfless. Like, ridiculously selfless. I know exactly what you mean. I was was thinking that it was a favour for everyone. And I still... I'm not suicidal, but I still think that when I'm feeling shit. Yeah, when you're how, feeling how shit. How better so, off would they be if they didn't have to care for Tom? But when you're feeling good, can you see that point of view? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, back to the back to the story. I've, um, I've seen my phone light up. I've, spoiler alert, I'm still alive. But I, I stepped back would, up. Would have been good for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> First ever podcast <laughs> with a ghost. <laughs> so I, I stepped back up, um, collapsed to the ground, and grabbed my phone, and it's my mum. Yeah. And, like, there'd been a conversation before, but she had told me, because I'd said, like, I need to call an ambulance. I thought I need to call an ambulance. She's like, call one, it's okay. Mm. Um, I'd hung up on him, right? And she's like, I've rang your dad. He's on his way as well. So... Yep, okay. What, what did you need to hear at the time? Just that it's going to be okay or? I need to hear a voice. Yeah. I need to know someone was fighting with me. Yeah. Um, you just needed a sign in the opposite yep, direction. Yeah, I, I need a little yeah. bit of hope. So I've hung up the phone and then there's a knock on the door. And it's, Tom, are you there? It's the police. And um, I yelled out and said, door's open. Like, I'm in the garage. They've had to walk through the house to come to get me. And they've come to get me. And I can remember seeing their shoes. Like, I couldn't look anyone in the face. I, I was ashamed. Yeah. I, I, was, I was broken and I was ashamed. So what had happened is... Can my, you... Sorry. Can you remember anything of your your body's response? Like, did adrenaline kick in and you... A little bit, yeah. And you kind of felt good again? Well, or? I, I was... I was um, yeah, I, I... Yeah. When did it... I had to. Was there a point where you're like, fuck, I actually just... That was almost it? 
Like, um, not until after what I'm about to talk. Okay, about. Yeah. so there must have been because yeah. there was a little bit of fight left. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've collapsed onto the ground. The cops have knocked on the door. Now, what that is is my phone call actually went through to the paramedics. They've turned up, but police have to come first before the paramedics get there. So they've okay. responded like super fucking quick. Yeah. Um. So I'm laying on the ground. These two coppers walk in. I can see their shoes walking around, and they've um. One of them was fucking shitting himself. Okay. From what I can remember, he he's like he's walked out. He's looking in the kitchen, and one of them just came down and grabbed me and hugged me. So they've seen they've seen the they've seen everything. Yeah. Like it, it was all I needed. They've hugged me. Yeah. And then within two, about two bloke coppers. Yeah. Did you break down when he hugged you? I was I was broken already. Yeah. I was broken already. Like what a fucking legend. The exhaustion was dead. Yeah. Um and then I reckon within about two minutes my dad turned up. Yeah. And he came down and knelt down and, and grabbed me and then my mum wasn't there long after. Um so me now, like the the worst part is knowing that they seen the setup. Yeah, yeah. So uh the paramedics then come in. And they set me up on everything, and I get in the ambulance, off I go, and spend a little bit of time in hospital. Yep. A little bit of a funny story with it, though. The worst part that anybody will ever say about anything with mental health illness is how they have to repeat their story. Okay. That's the worst part. So I'm... Well, for me it is, and for a lot of people I've spoken to. Yeah. So I'm in the hospital... I'm in this bed, my mum... A, a suicide attempt, you mean? Yep, yeah, yep, not long after, so my mum... So would, would that be advice? What? For anyone, would that be advice for, like, right now, for me to ask you and you have to repeat your story? Or if you've known, if you have a friend that you know that had, just to... Don't, don't do it from the start. Like, the thing is, is it's a bit different in that, that time. Yeah. But when you go through the system and you get referred to different people, just read your fucking case study. Ah, so you more professionally, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they're being like, oh, so Tom, what, what's happened? Yes. So then you have to be like, oh, so I tried. Read it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I've read it, but I want to hear your opinion. Yeah, just yeah. Just fucking read it yeah. and then ask me a couple of questions. Because mentally you it. have to go through all that again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we're sitting in the, like in the little stall part. There's me, my mum. My dad and my brother, someone's gone and got me Maccas and we're all sitting around eating, waiting for someone to come and we, we'd be... That'll cheer him up. Exactly. <laughs> we'd be... Well, it, it did. Like, <laughs> you're sitting around having, having a meal. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're sitting around eating Maccas and there was this nurse that we had and she was fucking hopeless. Yeah. So she'd come in and I'd already told my story to someone else and she's asking me questions and mm. I just said to her, okay, read it. Whereabouts were you? Northern. Okay. I said, oh, I'm not answering again. So she puts she puts her thing down, she leaves, she comes back, she's lost no, she's fucking all over the place. But the biggest thing that she loved was that it was Macca's Monopoly time <laughs> and we hadn't peeled our stickers yet. And she got and a, she got to cash in. That that was that was a good time. But I, I spent some time in hospital there. Um there's a good story there, but I don't I don't want to go too much because I I'm aware of the time. But fuck the time. Fuck the time. Yes. You sure? Yep. All right. So I'm at Royal Melbourne Hospital in mm. their psych ward. And uh, I wake up. So I've gone in there that night. Wait, so is this the same? So I'd, 
you're at the northern, then you go on there, or yeah, okay, I got so, I, so my same, dad same story. Yeah, my yep. dad drove me to the Royal Melbourne. I got admitted because ten to northern was shit. They didn't have any beds. Okay. I was just in emergency, so they've taken me to Royal Melbourne, put me in the psych ward. And, and they just and they knew you were going there, or they just watched. No, nah, they they referred me. Okay, they referred me. So it me. wasn't like we can't help you turn your back. No, no, because they they had no beds there, and I didn't really want to stay there. So they've said, "Look, we got a bed at Royal Melbourne." So my dad was living in Brunswick at the time. Yeah, sort of city. So he's taken me. So I've spent that night um, in there. There was a guy that came in that gave me a full on complete medical review like Mm -hmm. everything he's saying um he's wanting to know last time i had a cold the whole lot then he gets his key he's rubbing it on the bottom of my foot to know that the circulation's still getting down there yeah from from what had happened and then he said um uh he's he's made sure that i was at no harm of myself which i wasn't yeah, um, and no harm of harming any other patients. So as soon as you just the phone rang and you got down, there was never you. There was no more. Like in this episode, there yep. wasn't. Oh, fuck! I wish I did it, or I want to try again right now and do it properly. Nah. So nah. as soon as you got down, you're like, "Fuck! That was a mistake." Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. So he's he's making sure that I won't harm any other patients. I won't yep. harm myself. Great. And you and you believed yourself when you said no. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna harm myself. I, I two hundred percent like agreed that I wouldn't harm another patient. Yeah. I ninety nine and a half percent agreed I wouldn't yeah. harm myself. Yeah. So I wake up on the Saturday, and I'm shitting myself. Like I haven't seen any other patients. I don't know anyone. I've had a nurse knock on my door saying breakfast is ready. Yeah. And you, can you see? Can you still see your family? They can come in and visit. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm in there on my own. Yeah. So I go and like I'm wearing, I'm wearing a t-shirt, trackies, and socks. Mm-hmm. That was all I had. Like whatever mm-hmm. was on me, I had no shoes, nothing. So I've, I've gone out to Brecky. I'm sitting there on my. I felt like I was in prison, like dead set. I'm sitting in the corner, buttering me toast, having mm-hmm. breakfast on my own. There's one TV in the whole ward, so I go and sit down. And I'm just watching that, making sure I'm not in like the big dog's chair or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. This lady comes down and sits down next to me and she introduces herself and she says her name's Deborah. So it's like, this is a psych ward? Yeah. So you, do they do they diagnose it as a psychotic episode or suicide attempt? Suicide attempt, yeah. Okay. I wasn't allowed to have my phone charger, um, nothing. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to have, I didn't have shoes at yeah. the time, but I wasn't allowed to have shoes with shoelaces or anything. So they've, um, there's two hallways, mm-hmm. male, female. Don't go down the female, female, don't go down the male. Yep. Anyway, I've, um, I'm sitting there this morning watching weekend sunrise or whatever and Deborah comes up, this lady, she's just standing next to me and she's quite friendly. Oh, when are you born? Oh, I'm January. Oh, so you're a Capricorn, are you? She's oh, a patient. She's a patient. Okay. And I don't know who's a patient and who's a nurse. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking around going, like, they're not wearing name tags. And it's just, you remember her name? <laughs> 100%. I'll never forget this name. Okay. And um, she's told me, she goes, today's Saturday, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Like, it's fucking Saturday, yeah. yeah. And she goes, today's barbecue day. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? She goes, well, today we get to have a barbecue. So she'd been in there a little while. Yeah. I've made friends with her, and then I realised that she was a little bit obsessed with me. 
Okay. So she's following me around everywhere. And is there, is there, is there right. nurses and stuff around Yeah, there's there? nurses around. So I'm going up to my nurse and I'm saying... Is she still the only patient you can see? Or is there other no, there's other there? patients. Yeah. There's like 30 other okay. patients in the same sort of lounge room. Yeah, yeah. Like 20 other patients in the lounge room. But like, imagine the worst tag you've ever copped in footy <laughs> and times it by a million, mm. right? This bitch is fucking chasing me everywhere. And I've, I've had a few. Yes. <laughs> but she's um like, she's unwell. Yeah. She's unwell. So... Did you did you feel safe in there? Did you feel this day I didn't, like a fish out of water? Did yeah, you, yeah, I was, I was a fish out of water. And do you feel like it added to the the stigma a little 200%. bit? Two hundred percent. Yeah. So I've gone up to this to my nurse and I've said I promised last night that I wouldn't harm a patient. You need to get her the fuck away from me. Yeah. Like she she was causing me trouble. Anyway, she'd gone outside trying to scab a smoke off someone. Yeah. I'm like, oh, here's my chance. So I go down down the hallway. It's sort of just outside the ward, but it's still included as a ward, into this room that's got a pool table. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just play pool on my own. So I'm going around. All of a sudden, she walks in. Hi, Tom. Slams the door. <laughs> slams the door behind her. So you're in a room with a pool table. Yep. With all the balls. Yep. Cues. Yep. Some girl that you've just met yep. who's obviously She's not all Old as fuck. Like, yeah. For all they know that you could literally, all you want to do is kill yourself. Yep. So you easily could have? Possibly. Well, you snap the cue and fucking stick it in your throat. <laughs> so what she's done, she's come in, she's slammed the door. Hi, Tom. And then she goes, I've put my lipstick on. Come and kiss me. Oof. Right? So I'm, I'm... What's she look like? Like 70 and horrible. Um, so what was the kiss like? <laughs> awesome. So she's chasing me around the pool table. Fuck I get man. out, I slam the door. And then I go up to the nurse. I said, get her away. I'm going to fucking hit her. And she walks up and I'm like ready to go. And they've like separated it. Yeah. So, and that's your first experience in a... First experience. This, a, this is 11 o'clock. Jesus Right? Christ. So I go down to my room. I lock my door. So still within probably 24 hours of when you've actually... Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I go down to my room. I lock my door. And I'm like, she can't come down here. It's the male hallway. The male hallway has a laundry. She's trying to claim that she's doing laundry down there. She's walking up and down yelling out for Tom. And just because you were just genuinely nice to begin yeah, with? Cause yeah, because I, I, yeah. I told her my star sign. Yeah. So she's coming up and down. And I'm like, fuck, what do I do? What do I do? Like, do I press the button? No, it's not an emergency. Uh, uh, just lock the door. If she comes in, I'll hit her. Like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Nurse is caught onto it. And, like, told her to fuck off. So she goes down to her room. My mum comes to visit, and I've taken my mum out to the courtyard. I didn't realise, because every patient was smoking in the courtyard. Yeah. I didn't realise that you weren't allowed to smoke. Okay. So my mum and I have gone out there. I've said to mum, no, go for it. You can have a smoke. That's fine. She's seen the fucking smoke go up in the air. Deborah's come rushing out. Fucking Deborah. Tom, Tom. Oh, and mum's going, no, no, I'm having a smoke. Can I have a smoke, love? No, fuck off. So then we've gone to go inside and she tried to get near me and my mum's in the middle, like, ready to give her a hook. Because I've told mum, like, she's... She just wants to touch you, this... Yeah, like, what do I do? So I've let it go and then I've put in a complaint. She got put into the part where the the real serious yeah, yeah, yeah. people were put. So Did she still get the barbecue? We got the barbecue. She didn't. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure she didn't. I, I think she missed out one on One thing she yeah. had left. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Good on so, you, Tom. But, so I spent the week in there. Yeah. Spent the week. Um, the Did you feel like the nurses were speaking to you like one-on-one as a person? At that time, no. Yeah. At that, t- that one nurse, no. The, the rest of them, yes. Yeah. Um, that, like, I don't think I've ever met a nurse that's a bad person. 
Yeah, but you know when you go, I don't know if you've ever had grandparents in a nursing home or something, or in hospital, and you go in there and you just know how they, they have to. They can't treat everyone personally. And they go in there, and because it's your grandparent, you're you have that relationship, and yes. then they come in and speak like a nurse, yeah. And you're like, sort of speaking to them like a fucking patient, speaking to them like a person. So, did you feel that where it's it's a little bit different because yeah, you're different. not allowed to to see your visitors in your room. Okay, they're not allowed to go down that hallway in this hospital anyway. Yeah. There's another hospital. Fucking hell, we're going to take up so much time. Um, yeah. So that that was a little bit different. Yeah. Um, there was a few nurses there that I, I just felt so comfortable. Yeah. But um, the thing that was so weird is, or like that I can't fathom because of my values and how I've been brought up. I had multiple visitors every day, at yep. least three visitors every day. Yeah. There were people that there's no have, limit on visitors, or is there a visiting hours? Oh, not really. Yeah. Not really. That. And that's probably the best thing for you too, seeing someone and... Yes and no, like because you're trying to do some activities to better yourself. You're yeah. trying to do some group sessions and then you have a visitor come in, you have to occupy them. And But it was the best thing for me. But some people didn't have visitors. Yeah. Like they're getting a kick out of my dad coming in. Okay. And like what hope have they got? That's that's what... All right, we're back, Tommy. Yeah. So that's your, was that your first thing in hospital? I know the mental health, yeah. 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 And do you look at that as a, a psychotic episode? Do you have full memory of it all? Yeah. So you probably wouldn't call it a psychotic episode? No, no. A little bit of a breakdown, Yeah. if I'm, if I'm honest, yeah. Yeah, because I know, like I reckon I might have even had it myself, where it's like with a psychotic episode, you kind of don't remember it in a weird way. So you remembering it, yeah, probably not that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you, that's your. What I what I'm interested in before we go too far is because, like, for anyone listening, you you agree that you've lived a fucking a great life, and I don't know, do you? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I think everybody would say, "I wish I did this." Yeah. Um, but no, I'm. I'm uh, but you know, you know, happy where I'm at. Yeah, right now, you you're not like poor me. No, no. Yeah, because yeah. I want to talk about the flip side of, like, what what doors has this opened? What awareness has this brought? What growth has this done? Like, you know what I mean? So for my personal um, instance is, like, if I was still who I was before fucking a, a breakdown or having to go see someone or realising that I fucking didn't have all the answers. Like, I'm so glad I went through all those hard times because it gave me these growth and awareness and empathy and not saying that I'm fucking perfect now, but I'm a lot better than who I was before these breakdowns. So, I don't know, would you change who you are if you had that ability? Um, it's a good question. Thanks. I get... <laughs> Too bad everyone's already turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're depressing shit. Um, no, I guess I guess I wouldn't. You, we spoke before about a question you might ask about spiritual and religion and all that shit. Yeah. Um, not at all religious. Yeah. Complete opposite. But I have been super, super blessed with the people that have come into my life at the time they've come into it. Okay. 
So I've spoken about Miss McCarkas. Yeah. I've spoken about basketball coaches. I won't go into all of them, but they've been huge. Um, but then I had a few after that hospital visit as well that have um, people have worked with that have completely, completely changed things. Yeah. So are you open to everything? Um, as far as spiritual, even not really. Like I'm not huge with drugs, but mm. oh, I'm not. Not not huge. I'm not uh, not into it at all. Yeah. But if I had my psychiatrist recommend it, yeah, I'd jump at it. And in psychedelics, you mean anything? Yeah, because you're on medication. If drugs. My, my, yeah, exactly. If if my psychiatrist right now told me to do this, I'd do it. Yeah. The, the trust that I have in him and what he's yeah he's given me. Yeah, because they have they've there's a lot of um studies as far yeah. as like ketamine, fucking psilocybin. All that shit. They're huge words. Yeah. I Same, can't pronounce them. Pretty much fucking horse, tranquilizer, and magic mushrooms. Yep. To, to put it to the streets. Yep. We, we've had this chat before, but that's that's just not... Yeah, I've never um, thought about trying that. Oh, well, I disagree. Oh, sorry. Hang on. I'm, well, arguing, I'm uh, arguing with myself because yeah. there was a little stint where I was like, give me fucking anything that mm-hmm. will help. Yep. Anything. Um, do you want me to get to that? Yeah, well, I've, I've, I've asked you about this and you spoke about the hypnosis. Uh, TMS. It's a bit different. TMS, so what's that? Yeah. So um, when I I left uh, Royal Melbourne Hospital yep. and they referred me to Origin, which is youth mental health, huge joint anyway. When I'd sort of done my time there, I got referred to Headspace. Okay. Now, at Headspace, I um, started seeing this psychiatrist. And on the first day, I get there, 9 o'clock appointment, I'm there at 8.30. He doesn't get there until 9.40. And I'm thinking, who the fuck is this bloke? Like, be here on time. Because remember... You had an appointment at 8.30. 8.30. And he got uh, there. Sorry, sorry. Appointment at 9. Yep. Get there half hour early. He gets there at 9.40. Okay. And remember what I've spoken about before with the psychiatrist being the most arrogant person in the world. Yep. So I'm sitting there going, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I'm going to leave. And this is through Headspace, sorry? Through Headspace. Yeah. And you, so you're, you're 21? Uh, Just, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, so probably. the first time. Maybe, maybe a little bit older. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so same yeah. era. So the first time you've heard of Headspace? First time I'd worked with Headspace. Yeah. It was a popular name. Like yeah, you see yeah. him on ads and shit. Yeah. So I've, um, I'm... This guy walks in and I have a chat with him and he, he puts me onto this medication. This is the psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, yeah. He puts me onto one medication and then puts me onto as well, uh, puts me onto Lamictal, which is a, I could be wrong, but from what I remember, it's more of a um, uh, epileptic type medication. It's a brain stabiliser. Okay. And he says, look, Tom, he's an older guy, but I got along with him really good. And he goes, there's this rash that comes with it. Um, I've never seen it. Been doing this for forty years. Uh, just need to tell you. Anyway, it could be quite lethal. If that's the case, give me a call and gives me his personal mobile number. So when we leave, here's my thinking: shit bloke didn't turn up on time. Great bloke gave me his number, told me to call him whenever. Let's give him another crack. Okay. So this is a Thursday. Oh, sorry, Saturday morning. Saturday morning is the appointment. So you still get a full appointment with him, even though he's late. Yep. And then no, even an excuse. Uh, had some things on. I can't remember what it was, but I had some things on. Okay. 
give him the benefit of the doubt. So on on Monday, I think it was, I'm on this medication, and that lethal rash that he'd spoken about, oh, I had it, had it covered, like neck down to toes. I'm covered in this rash. Rose. So exactly. <laughs> oh, it was. It was. So I give him a call. Hello. And I said, hey, it's Tom Carrollier. I'm at your headspace. Oh, yeah. Painful rash? Not really. Just a fucking... Just annoying. A little bit itchy. Yeah. Um, And he goes... I told him I had it, and he goes, get to your GP straight away. So... Fuck, mate. I get to my GP, make an appointment, get in straight away, instantly, as soon as I can. And I'm sitting in the waiting room, and I'm thinking, fuck, I've forgotten this bloke's name. So I'm trying to Google it, like psychiatrist and what I think it is. And I see that he's won Australian of the Year... (laughs) Psychiatry work. You tell me about this guy. Yeah, I've told you. So, um, oh, anyone can Google it now. So his name is Pat McGorry. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I go into this uh, appointment with the GP. The GP gets on the phone to Pat and having this chat. Tom, do you feel the the rash in your mouth? And I'm like, my tongue's going around in my mouth, going, oh, maybe. Like I started <laughs> feeling something that I didn't know. And um, you're like, if that's the case, like. You're going to die. No, no, not that bad, yeah, but, but it's it, serious. it could have yeah, been. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I got off it. It was all good. Was all so good. What, what's the chance of getting this rash, did he say? <laughs> Fucking like, a million to one, yeah, like yeah. not even. Um, so I'd had that anyway. You're once. worse than fucking Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> I made shit out of my intestine. <laughs> yeah. But I've, um, so from seeing that, like seeing this bloke's resume... Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll change your tune a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So he's, uh, he's and he was genuinely, he genuinely cared, genuinely cared, hundred yeah. percent. Like I speak with him often, and yeah, but at this time nice. you realise that he, like, yeah, because you didn't, you obviously now you got a relationship with him. Yeah. So at yep. the time you're like, fuck, <laughs> this guy actually, yeah, gives a fuck. But every appointment since yep. half hour late. Like, you oh, know, really? you know yeah. Yeah, every time. And the thing is, is he's late because he's coming in from Brisbane. He's getting off a radio interview. He's getting yeah, off, yeah. like, he's the busiest man. Yeah, I it's know. not because he doesn't care. It's because he's yeah. trying to do but too we, much. But we've had one during um, lockdown yeah. where I was in a shit spot. I ring him. He says, hey, mate, how about you come in and see me at Origin? I go to Origin in Parkville, huge fucking building, where the only two people in the building. He's just gone and met me there just to see if I'm all right. That's it. So... Anyway, back to him. He uh, back to where I was at. Reason yeah. why I'm getting there is we'd gone through a heap of um, uh, antidepressants and all mm-hmm. that. Some worked, some didn't. Some worked for a little while, or most worked for a little while, then they didn't. I outdo my time at um, Headspace. I go and meet him at Origin. So I've spoken about Origin a few times. He's the director of the whole joint. Okay. Whenever I think Origin, I just think of the fucking power company. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Energy efficient. Yeah. It's, and they're completely different? Completely different. So yeah. they're the youth mental health, huge on mental health research and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. So I go and meet him there and uh, my mum and dad are with me and he sits down and he says, look, Tom, we've exhausted a lot of options with yep. the um, antidepressants. Do they do they have any gauge other than your opinion? Not really, no. Yeah. Um, how would you feel... I've heard of this new thing. How would you feel about doing TMS? I said, well, what is it? So he tells me what it is. He goes, I don't know. He says, I don't know. It's called mm-hmm. TMS. It's a magnet. This is what I heard anyway. It's a magnet. Put it on your head. Makes you better. 
So it gives me a... a what does TMS stand for? Transcranial magnetic stimulation. Nice. Yeah. Um, he gives me this referral and a, uh, a number to call to get this other guy, this other psychiatrist. His name's Paul Fitzgerald. Yep. Right. What I didn't realise is that Paul Fitzgerald is like the main dude with TMS in Australia. It's it's pretty new. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to ring this guy. Cannot get a hold of him anywhere on any of the numbers. So um, mum gets home one day. So um, what, you're, this, he recommends it yep. and it's up to you to source it. Uh, he's given me the referral. It's up to me to make the appointment. Okay. Yeah, so I'm trying to get onto him. I can't get onto him. Yeah. I know that he's doing some stuff out of the Alfred. I'm hearing this, and I'm calling all these numbers. Mum gets home one day. I'm in tears because my hope's gone. Mm. Like, my hope is completely on TMS. She gets home. She's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm trying to ring this guy. This cunt's fucking unavailable. I'm throwing me phone the whole lot. So I eventually get onto him. We make an appointment. We go and see him. Lovely guy. And uh, what I have to do is I have to have TMS. So basically what it is, is they put a magnetic coil on your head in a certain spot and it shoots a, a little, like a magnetic current into your brain, fires you up into the brain, the part of the brain that's gotten lazy. Yeah, yeah. That's how he worded it to me. So what I had to do then... But do they use a magnet or do they use fucking... It's this huge, it's this machine, like, yeah. the way I word it, and this can go to listeners as well, is imagine you're sitting in the chair at the dentist, and you know how you got the light above you? Mm-hmm. That light's just on your head. Okay. That's how, mm. and it just feels like a, something tapping you on the head. That's, so that's all it is. no p- pain? No pain. It, look, it's, it's a little bit uncomfortable at first, yeah. when you get used to it, no pain. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he's told me... to. I'd have to go into hospital for a month and I would have one treatment a day and I would have 20 treatments. So a few days I wouldn't have treatment. Mm -hmm. So I went into hospital for a month. Um, I was about, on the whiteboard in my room, I had a little tally that was I was tracking because I needed to get out. I wanted to get home. Mm-hmm. I'm in Camberwell. And oh, I, so this whole month you're in hospital? Whole month, okay. yeah. Like, I'm in Camberwell. And the end of this, so you're, you call him. Book in, and you've got to stay in there for a month. Yeah. Until, okay. Yeah, as an inpatient. And then financially-wise, is this all through private this, health? Yep. Yep. So I had to wait. I had I didn't have private health, and I had to get it to yep. then get TMS. So yep. if you're someone with a full-time job, yep. and you go to your boss. You could – the way – like, here's a good thing with TMS, right? Yeah. Is um, you can get a treatment and drive a car 10 minutes later. Okay. So, so the, some people do that. Yep. They go some get people the go in, they the get the treatment, they go to work. and they go to work the same okay. day. You might have treatment at 7.30, you get to work at 8.30. So it was your choice to be in hospital. Was that the recommendation and you just agreed? Or? Um, yeah, there, there was there was another option as an outpatient, but it just didn't seem like it would yeah. work. Yeah. Um, so I went in for the month and it it was fucking hard. So as I said, like I'm, I'm ticking off how many I get to to 20 treatments. Yeah. And I've got to about 17, right? And one day I've, like, I'm balling my eyes out. And um, I've pressed the button. The nurses have come in. And I had this one nurse. Her name's Chris. I had her for, I, it felt like 80% of my stay. Yeah. It wouldn't have been, but that's what it felt like. And she came in. She's talking to me. 
I'm like, this is a fucking waste of time. Like, what am I doing here? It's not fucking working. And she's, like, trying to just build a little bit of hope, saying, just let it finish, get home, be with your family, see what you like. So I see it out, and I'm really struggling. I get to uh, – I was coaching basketball. So the team that I was coaching, I had to leave them for a month. Yeah. Um, and one of my best mates, Mason, he took over coaching, and uh, he helped me out for the rest of the year. We're at training one night, and we find a Frisbee, and we're throwing this Frisbee, and he throws it to me. At one stage, I realise it was the first time in years that I was laughing and smiling, and it wasn't an effort. Like, I was actually full-on enjoying it. Yeah. And I was like, shit, this has worked. This has worked. Um, all of a sudden, I'm springing out of bed better. Um, I don't think it was... I know that it's not placebo because I still have to go in to yeah, have, yeah. have maintenance. You can feel when it stops. Absolutely. It, yeah. my, my sleep fucks up, my appetite stuffs up. Um, but it doesn't, like, I'm not having to take the heavy drugs of, like, um, Seroquel and shit like that that's in, been a huge encouragement of weight gain and things like yeah, that. Yeah. So it's um, it's been quite good. Like, I couldn't recommend it more. Every person that I know that has had TMS has a success story. Yeah, well, I didn't know what TMS was, Mm. but I knew what that was because I've heard people talk about it before. And, yeah, same thing. But is there, there like, a projection where they tell you that your your body will kind of get used to it? Not really. It seems pretty consistently good. Uh I don't know because everyone that I've spoken to is going off a decent strike rate. Yeah. Um, but there's the there's a few that have um, like it might fail. Yeah. So then there's a different method they can try. There's a different part of the brain they can try and um, fire oh, up okay. a little bit. In my yeah. medical opinion. Um, where did that come from? Like, it sounds very old school. No, it's completely new school. Yeah, that's the. It's not. It's not ECT. The the sounds like how they used shock to treatment cure gaze. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you go through that? Yeah, <laughs> didn't work. No, it's um, it's completely new school. Yeah. Like you, you sit there with a, a thing on your head that just taps you on the head, and you're watching TV for half so an it hour. Activates a part of the brain that's yeah. So yeah, like that chemical imbalance in your it's, brain. It's the best thing that I've had happen to me in the last. Or and the first time, you obviously, did, apart from my friends and lovely partner Sarah. But, yeah, yeah, and coming on the podcast. Are they? No, <laughs> not them. Oh yes, they can if they want. Fuck it. Oh, doubt it. Um, you get so the best of the best. How exactly? Hey, another one. How long ago was your first session? Uh, about three years ago. And then when's the last time you did it? About three weeks ago. And then so how I, often now? About, about at the moment, it's every six weeks. Yep. That's the plan right now. There was a little stint where I tried to stretch it out to 12, mm-hmm. and it just got a bit too much. But it's hard to tell whether that got too much or life got too much, what was going on at the time, yeah, things yeah, like that. Exactly. But the thing is, is it like after three treatments, I'm bouncing out of bed. It's like, I have to go in. I have two treatments a day when I go in, so I have to be an inpatient for two nights. Yep. But, like, I can feel it almost instantly. Yep. All right. Let me ask you a question. Yep. Go for it, because I've talked a lot. So, someone listening to this who feels depressed. Yep. But also might be fucking sleeping in, not getting the best out of themselves, eating shit, 
drinking too much, whatever, would you, they're listening to you talk and being like, fuck, I'm depressed, I need to try this. Yep. Compared to fucking, like I said, it's so so hard to talk about because it's such a grey area, compared to someone going and saying, you're not depressed, you're just sad because you're not getting, you're not getting the best out of yourself or whatever. Like anyone that's going to lay in bed all day or eat shit is going to feel shit. Yeah. So what, because it took you, by the sounds of it, 13, 10, over 10 years to get to this point. Off and on. Yeah. Off, yeah. Yep. So um, would this be something you recommend to everyone or would you say go try this first or go try that first? Oh, it's just such look, a case it's, by it's, case. It's funny because I want to say yes, try it, but the proper answer is speak to your – like I'm not in a position yeah, to say that. Yeah. So it would be speak to your doctor, speak to your psychiatrist, mm-hmm. recommend it maybe, bring it up. Because I did that with with some people. I said, "Hey, should I try ECT? Should I try like the what old people know as the electric shock treatment? Yeah. Should I try that?" And they're like, "No, no, we don't need to try that. Yeah, we're not at that stage. Yeah, but then um, at the same not time, not that that's that's the wrong thing. If no one's got hope, I mean, yeah. if someone's got no hope and you go, well, there's this. Like, yeah, I think that's going, what I asked you before about. But the, the, what? Sorry to cut you off. What was great was when my psychiatrist said, "We've and this is exact words." Oh, so yeah, yeah, exactly. We've yeah. exhausted all options. We've yeah. tried everything. But the thing is now, like at Origin, which is a, a great facility, is um, this is what Pat's told me is they've got um, a TMS set up there that you can do as an outpatient and get bulk built. Yeah. So like it's set up in our area. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's something that is getting put onto Medicare. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately. It's not completely across the line now, yeah. as far as I know. Anyway, I'm not educated enough to to make that comment, but I know that it fucking works for me. Yep, mm. oh, that's good. So let's talk about kind of going back to that question of the doors that it's opened for you. So what what's your what are you doing right now? You're studying. Studying, yeah. And what are you studying, Tom? I'm um, just finishing up a cert for a mental health. My, like, this comes back to, I don't know if we spoke about this off air on air, but my... Told you. What? I told you that would happen. Yeah, my, my, my theory has, uh, my thinking has gone from, my, or my purpose has changed. So... From when you started the course to now? Uh, a little bit, your yeah. Life. I, like, part of me was like, do I want to be a great coach? Do I want to coach yep. Australia? Do I want to... Not really, no. I want to impact some lives and save some people. Mm-hmm. Um, be the person that I needed more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. If I could be a, uh, not as a teacher, but if I could be a Kathy McCarkis, I'd, mm. I'd love that. Yeah, that's amazing because you speaking about that at school, like fucking teachers, teachers just have the fucking most important job probably in the fucking world. Yep. And they can strike all they want and get more money. Just give them more money. <laughs> because listen to you talk right now that they're someone like fucking Miss McCarkis right now is probably doing the same thing again with another kid. Yeah. Or maybe even more. Yeah, yeah. Might, might have 10 kids like that. Yep. And she's just going, that's her job. And then she goes home to her kids who are going through the same thing Then she's a parent. Yep. So it's like, yeah, you just can't put... I guess enough, um, I don't know, 
gratefulness or whatever on those people who that isn't their that's beyond their job title. Yeah, I, just, I, I get a little bit of that coaching basketball where parents will come up and, and say things like that. And for me, that's part of the role. Yeah. If you're going to work with young people, you've got to be able to um, to assist wherever you can at, at moulding them. Yeah. I think a little bit of that comes from Miss McCarkis, but and other teachers, like they weren't all shit like um, yeah. who we spoke about earlier, but <laughs> Who was your one? Uh, Gibson? Miss Gibson? Miss Gibson. Yeah, bitch. Um, but <laughs> Wait, just, yeah, oh, yeah, no, Miss Gibson. Yeah. I'd, uh, like, through that time, we've spoken, and I was completely confused. Yeah. Um, as a support worker or whatever role that entails, I'd love to be the person that I needed at that time. Yeah. Yeah, so even um, before we move off from that, as a, as a tradie who went through apprenticeship and you saying anyone work with younger kids... The fucking leading age of suicide right now is 18 to 24 or maybe 20 to 25. I wouldn't know. It's young though. Yeah, exactly. It's around that mark. And you think about all those kids leaving school, starting an apprenticeship, and they're going to work with these blokes, and there's this fucking, I guess, I don't know, fucking bullshit thing where you have to toughen these kids up. This is the way the world is, you know. Yeah. Fucking play tricks on him. Like... Understand that these kids are going like through a big fucking change, and then like right now, I like honestly, my age twenty seven, I know that I'm not touch wood going to commit suicide. Hopefully, and I've because I've got through those ages where I wanted to. Yep. And I've and if I look back now and be like, well, I didn't do it then. I'm never going to do it. So like, just it's, if anyone's listening yeah. to this, it's it's around these young kids or anyone. Just understand that fucking there could be hell in their heads right now. But, yeah, fuck, at the same time, put it on the other way. Like, someone put someone on, like, I just want you to fucking fit off a PowerPoint. I don't want to be your fucking dad. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. But it's not even, like, that's not his job. Yeah, exactly. But his job might be to say, hey, Tom, I've got this bloke here. Do you reckon you can yeah, that's reckon you can help me out? Yeah, or just, yeah. Because not everyone's qualified to be in that position. Yeah, that's true. Or to be like, fuck, He's he's changed his mood a lot in the last couple of weeks. Mm. Like maybe I should, like just check in. Yeah, or not even like I'm not going to do anything, but just fucking I don't know. Contact their parent or something. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's what you want to be. You want to be the person that's I needed. You needed. Yeah. Yeah. And what about your? When you spoke about it a fair bit. Ralph's just going ham on his paws. Ralph. That's my fucking idiot. Yeah, well. Um, your parents, w- was that hard for them to have a kid and then have to kind of understand that they couldn't be who they needed to be for you and they needed to give up that kind of ownership? Was there any... Um, I guess that's probably a question for them, but... Yeah. Like, we've had some some appointments where, like, as, as good as my dad's been, he had, like, I live with my mum. So where my dad's been supportive, my mum's copped the, the brunt of it yep. big time. Um, she's had a few, we had a few appointments uh, years ago yep. where she would say to the person, like, I, I feel like I'm looking after a newborn again. Mm. Like, I'm up all night, he's crying. <laughs> so they've... Um, They've had to go through that 
Yeah. Um, but what was the question? <laughs> so probably more like a, I don't know, maybe like a ego-based question for them to yeah, look no, at their look, son and realise that they can't they, they, be everything yeah, they need to be. Yeah, no, mm. but they've the thing that's, that's really good with them is they acknowledge when I'm doing really well. Yeah. So when I'm able to help them, they bring it up. And they learn a lot, obviously, through all this. Learn too much. Yeah. Like we, we've had the chat about how our generation is probably the, the, the big mental health one. Mm. Um, it wasn't around or it wasn't as big as it should have been 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've learned a lot. I've, I've had conversations with my dad where he said, shit, um, maybe that's what I was going through when I was yeah, a kid. exactly. And I'm sure that everyone's parents would, would have the same. But the the resilience that I think that I've got from everything that I've gone through yep. has come from the support and the resilience that they have. Yeah. Yeah. And how many... Not just them, but like my whole support network, um, my brother's been... I've got two brothers. They've mm-hmm. both been there when I've when I've needed them. My sister's one of the strongest people I know. She's she supported me when when she's had to. So yeah, a whole lot. And how are you feeling right now? Um, morning. Very, but I spoke before about I brought it up briefly about the Brene Brown with shame and guilt. Um, yeah. One of the things she talks about is, I think she does. Is putting a face on it. Yep. And just speaking. So um, even though my story is something that I, I don't shy away from telling people, it's not something that I go out of my way to tell people, yeah, which not... a lot of people are like that with their story. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm an open book, but at the same time it's I, not, I it's keep not, to myself. It's so. not completely who you are either. Well, it sort of is. It's my story. Yeah, but I mean I'm not, the story <laughs> is completely who you are. But yeah. you're not, oh, there's Tom, the depressed guy. No, exactly. no I'm not. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to think there's Tom. The, Don't make the me jump through hoops, mate. <laughs> there's Tom, the guy that's been through a bit that's, uh, that's doing well. Yeah, he's sexy. Not quite, but uh, yeah. No, that'll do. Yeah. All right, Tom, what else have I got for you here? So we spoke about the spirituality. Okay, two good questions. Mm-hmm. And then is there anything else you want to touch on about anything? No, I'm pretty good. Well, what about... All right, this is this kind of touches into the the question. Advice to your sixteen year old self. Um, it's a good question. Thanks, Matt. It is a really good one. I would want understanding of what I'm feeling. That would be the advice I'd give. Yeah, it but is, how? But how? Well, I'd probably sit down with young Tom and say, "Hey." I'm from the future. Yeah. Um, there's this thing called mental health. You've got to look after it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe speak to this person. Um, but at the same time, understand that it's it's okay to have off days. Um, I think 16-year-old Tom wanted to be loved. Yeah. And wasn't getting it. Not Sorry, that's horrible because I was getting it enormously from my family but wasn't feeling it yeah um stop looking for um credit love from other people yeah yeah which is what i was trying to do rather than love myself 
Cool. That's a deep question. I've covered some deep shit, but that's that's the deepest. Sick Daniel Tom left halfway and started shooting hoops. <laughs> exactly. Some junkie over there said he's from the future. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, what advice would you give to your what advice would you give to your sixty year old self? Uh, good on you, mate. Um, probably stop driving so much at lawn bowls. Nice. There's what? a little. There's a, there's a niche little comment. Yeah, nah, so I play bowls, but uh, and I drive. I want to play with weight too much, but that's another comment. Um, sixty-year-old yeah, selves are fucking tough. On what do you say to your sixty-year-old self? I'd say, um, good on you for not killing yourself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nah. no, actually, to be honest, those two questions. Well, I do believe that you can't teach wisdom. So, I to my sixteen-year-old self, I'd almost like to just not say anything. And be like, you need to learn these things because whatever you need to be told, you're not going to listen anyway. Well, but that's I, that's a little bit what I was saying. I would, where I'd like to learn yeah. that with the mental health. I would probably yeah. say, don't don't sell your soul for a laugh, which is what I did a lot. <laughs> you're still doing it. I know. You're doing a podcast. Yeah, you know that's my 16 year old self. I'm 27 now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Advice my 27 year old self. <laughs> Sell yourself for a laugh as long as you get heaps of plays. Yeah, like 70. <laughs> uh, my 60-year-old self, I'd probably just say um, don't don't take anything too serious because that's that's when I get in a rut when I take things too serious and that's why I love comedy so much yeah. is because if you can't – like where were you before you were born? Where are you going to be after you die? Who fucking knows? No one actually knows anything. Do you want me to go off, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much unknown that for anyone to take anything too serious, it might not be true anyway. So yeah. just have a laugh, then you'll die. Then whatever happens, happens. As long as you can have a laugh. Yeah. Be in the moment. Yeah. And if my six-year-old soul is probably sitting there being all serious, tied up in stocks. Three birds around him. Three divorced. <laughs> All right, give me a joke. Can you remember it? I I, I have a couple. I'm going to... you got a couple? Well, I'm going to go with one, but I'm going to give a shout-out to... Normally, you encourage the guests, but they don't go for two and a half hours to give some shout-outs. No, you've given heaps of shout-outs. Northern Hospital for being fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I went. I broke my leg and spent three nights there, so fucking... No, mine mine goes to Brunswick Bowling Club, so uh, Gons and Fran on their... uh, I'm going to go with Fran's joke. She, yeah, Fran. Yeah, Fran. So her first impression at the club when she came across, she got up to tell a joke and she said, how do you get a dog to stop humping your leg? How? Pick it up and give it a blowjob. <laughs> I don't know how to stop those laughs. Chuck was onto something. That, that button is awesome. Yeah, I know, two and a half hours before I used it. <laughs> I, meant to, I meant to say... That's how good I'm going. <laughs> yeah, well, imagine that. Yeah, and then I um, jumped off the stool. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I couldn't use it, you know what I mean? It's downfall all over again. Yeah, fucking hell. Well, no one's... Maybe I don't know. Anyway, my joke. Who cares about my joke? I'm an arsehole. See you later. See you next week.